0: We're gonna talk about things, we're gonna talk about stuff, we're gonna talk about things and stuff and have
1: opinions that's never been done before. Fuck Al Gore. Fuck Al Gore, though. Fucking made made the algorithm, (laughs) made the internet, (laughs) fucking asshole. If we didn't have the internet, how good
0: would everything be? This is completely out of context, considering people didn't hear...
1: Everything before the technical
0: issue—it's
1: true. Um, but that's—I'm fine with that. I don't know. Fuck Al Gore. I mean, I mean, whatever. Fuck Florida. Fuck Al Gore. Fuck everything. I thought I was about to have to do this as a solo podcast for a minute. That was scary. I—I
0: <laughs> I don't have nearly enough to talk about. Ne- oh, near you could—I—I I,
1: I could talk about near Automata. I, I would. We should do a deep dive in what you think near is about. Oh man. That would just be like, interesting. Just like that fan fiction I made you write about the end of the Dark, of the dark Tower. <laughs> Which I was apparently very close on. You weren't far. You really weren't that far. Was it um, a better ending? Um. <laughs> I, in, in some ways. um, You, you like, did.
0: I mean, you got the reference, though, right? It was, no, I, I did. I, I just rewrote the ending of The Stand. Yes. Yeah, no, that I got that. It was only, uh, only funny if you, if you like The Dark Tower and you have read the ending of The Stand. <laughs> and, Which, and the I mean, ending of the stand. Man, Stephen King does not
1: know how to write endings. I mean, so and that is the one thing I'll say cuz like like when you say is the ending that you wrote better than the ending that's in the book. Um <laughs> it, it's I do think on the net the ending to the Dark Tower series is almost perfect. Um you have mentioned this before, but Like, it's just soiled by the shit that led up to it. Some of the Mm -hmm. shit in in books five and six is, uh, and part of seven, um, which is the final book. Um, it's, uh, it's not great. It, 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 like, you wonder, you have to kind of understand the bibliography of Stephen King in order to really understand the Dark Tower, um, and, and, like, you have to understand that in between books four and five, he was hit by a truck and almost died. And there was so much cocaine. And, like, you have to know a lot about the cocaine. And yeah. it's, uh. It's weird. I, I still maintain, one, that the Dark Tower series has more good than bad in it. And it has a lot of good. But, um,. And I do think an adaptation could work, but I could see... Like, it's very difficult to do. Like, you've I, already read some of the shit that would be hard to adapt.
0: Yeah, I think um, I, What was I on? Book four?
1: I think so. Yeah. Wizard yeah Glass? Is that Wizarding Glass? Wizarding Glass.
0: Yeah, that's four. And Yeah, I got partway through four.
1: Yeah, four is hard. Um, like, I, I was super into the... Because uh, book four is basically a prequel book, and I was super into the kind of more simple... Um, like, like toned down story, kind of getting mm-hmm. to know the main character's origins and stuff. But if you're not gripped by it it, it, it is to that point almost as long as the other three books combined. Yeah, and that is that is rough. And like, imagine <laughs> imagine what it was like for folks that read bo- the books as they were coming out because there's like a four year gap in between mm-hmm. the Wastelands and Wizarding and Glass, and you finally get a new Dark Tower book and you start reading it and, and you you get you get like. 10 pages or so of follow-up from the wastelands you you figure out what's going on with that train
0: it was more than that you get a couple chapters i'm pretty sure
1: Mm -hmm. yeah because they
0: because they um the previous one ends they're still on the train and then i'm pretty sure in wizard of glass it starts with the train crashing
1: yeah eddie eddie tricks the train because trains can't think around corners right and then um oh yeah because then they they
0: get off and then the station is basically like part of the stand Yes. Where the, the, um, Captain Trips has completely destroyed the United States, and then they're, they're walking through, uh, the sort of remnants of the United States, and then they, they go along the, like, uh, the road that's on the, like, weird desert section that's, like... I can't remember exactly how he describes it. It's really interesting. But then they just camp in the middle of it, and Roland's is like, let me tell you about my quartet and where I come from, and then it just goes into a, a prequel. So you get, like, a couple chapters of, like, oh, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna f- keep following these characters, and all of a sudden it just smacks you in the face with a prequel, and if you're not ready for that or willing to go in that journey,
1: it's a difficult book to read. It is. And, and like, there... I can't remember... <clears throat> there's a tease. I can't remember if it's before the prequel shit, because there is a little bit after the prequel shit. There's like a tiny little bit more of stuff with with the main four. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a tease for something that is to come. And I'm trying to remember if it's before or after, because when I heard it, it made, like, it was the most terrifying fucking thing that is in the entire series. Um, but I, I think remember. it comes later. Was it, um...
0: Was it how they were talking about the baseball teams and how the names were
1: incorrect? I don't think so. Cause that happens uh, in the
0: beginning where Jake is reading the newspapers and he's like I, I can't remember the names, but it was like he was like, No, it's supposed to be the Atlanta Braves, not the Atlanta uh Blue Jackets or whatever And then that's how he finds out that he's in like an alternate dimension
1: no no i mean i mean that is that is a big part of it and and there was like the children's book that has the the author's name be different number or different amount of letters or whatever i think mm-hmm. that might be in book five but anyway uh, no I, I mean i'll just say because i i if you don't finish the book you'll miss this so remember that demon what did the sex stuff to roland the invisible rape demon yeah yes and remember how they came back and, and he tussled with susanna uh, yes. And, uh, so he's got... He had Roland's stuff, and then he went to hang out with Susanna for a bit. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, there's some stuff. Uh, yeah, that was, um... Uh, that
0: was an interesting... Man, if, if somebody's listening to this and they don't have context, that sounds really fucking weird. Uh, Stephen King has some really odd shit going on
1: in his books. Yeah. Um... And, I, and it's weird because, like, there are some folks that read Stephen King's book just for the depravity, and, and that that's fine. But that's, that's not why I... Like, I don't know how the fuck I started reading The Dark Tower. I don't... I honest to God don't remember what led <laughs> me to it. Um, like, it, I started reading The Dark Tower when I had started working, and I was driving a lot, and that made me sad and i wanted something to do while i was driving and i think i just looked up long audiobooks and um like the guy that does the narration for uh for uh, the dark tower and a, a few of other few of stephen king's other books of uh, robert no Gosh, i can't remember his name um
0: uh, let me see if i can let me pull up my audible and see if it's uh cuz i have the stand so maybe it's the same guy
1: I don't remember if he did the stand, but anyway, he uh, the the guy that did the audiobooks for um, parts one through four. Well, so it's actually kind of interesting. So um, the guy that did these audiobooks, he did the original version of the first book, um, which I have found, but I can only find it on like a cassette tape. Um, Was it like, Grover Gardner? No, that's not him. Um, that or... might be. It might be the guy Will that took over. Will Patton does a lot of really good work with Stephen King, but no, it's not him. Okay. Um, so th- those are the two Stephen King books
0: that I have on, uh, on yeah.
1: Audible right now, so. Um, so, he-, he did the original version of, of the first book, um, because he- Stephen King ended up rewriting the first book after he finished mm-hmm. the series, um, and he was going to, like, rewrite the entire series, because it had been written over the course of, like, 30 years, and... He fucked some stuff up and wanted to tune some other stuff up, um, but he wrote, rewrote the first book, and then decided, "Fuck it, I'm I'm done." Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, so he read uh, books two, three, and four, um, and then he got into a motorcycle accident and uh, wasn't really wasn't able to work anymore. Um, and they uh, another guy took over, whose name I also can't remember. Um, his so here it is. His name is Frank Muller. Um the uh the guy that did the audiobooks for the first four in the Dark Tower series. The the only reason why I, I every time I talk about the Dark Tower audiobooks, I like to bring up this anecdote is when you get to the fifth book, um, if you uh keep in mind Stephen King's like biography and, and keep in mind that he had his his truck accident in between books four and five and almost died and and took, like, a decade-long break from the series. Um, He talks about this in, like, some interviews and and some supplemental stuff where when he was getting ready to read The Dark Tower again, he, uh, like, learning everything about The Dark Tower is really hard to do just from reading the books. Like, it's a hard piece to kind of absorb because there's so much weird shit happening. Mm -hmm. So he didn't read the book. He listened to the audiobooks. Um, And he... Uh, he left a tribute um, in the uh, the preface to the fifth book, um, and he dedicated it to Frank Muller, who I can't remember if he would if he had passed yet. Um, but in any case, he said uh, this book is dedicated partly to Frank Muller, who hears the voices in my head. Oh, which that's cute. Is like the the kindest thing I, I could fucking imagine. As, that as an a author can do, yeah. Like it was like I I, I read that and it was like I. Like, I don't harbor ill towards like authors when I'm reading their books, but like when I, I, I finished book four, and I was like, oh my god, this was weeks of my life with nothing happening in this story basically, <laughs> and then I get to the beginning of book five, and it's like, oh man, Frank Muller stopped reading it? Dang it, that sucks. Who the fuck's this old guy? <laughs> um, who And I, I eventually recognized him as the guy who read the second version of the first book, which is what I started with, um, and he sucks, but I didn't realize that at first cuz he does a good role in Jake, but he sucks at everybody else. Mm. Um anyway, he uh when I got to that little tribute, it was like, "Oh, fuck. Okay. Well, I see what happened, and that's very sweet. Stephen King seems like a good man." Um and then book 5 happens to you. <laughs> and oh my god, like like top 10 anime betrayals. Just <laughs> Stephen King jumping 15 years in the future when I was gonna read his dumb book just stabbing me right in the heart like like, how did the Lion King become a plot point you fuck anyway <laughs> um one of
0: these days uh, I'll, I'll sit you down and then you can just like summarize and like explain book 4 to me and then I'll read the like after the flashback part and then I'll just read book 5 and go from there
1: yeah we can do that but it, it's pretty easy to summarize there's a lot of just cowboy shit yeah anyway so what have uh, you been up to brian did you me, have a hmm
0: i i think i mentioned it did did we ever talk about the outsider
1: now speak that we're on stephen king as a, as a subject <laughs> i think you i brought, mentioned you, it you brought at, it. That you were reading it like, us hanging out yeah you, you brought it that you were reading it a few times um
0: i think i i think i mentioned to you that i i finished it because that was a little while ago but yeah. Um checking my audible list just reminded me of it and talking about how Stephen King can't write endings. Um you you read that book, right? A while ago. I don't really remember which is a good sign for how um, the ending's going to go. I mean, <laughs> I guess this is his attempt at writing like a murder mystery. Um well, I guess I'll I guess I'll hop into spoilers.
1: Um. No, the, like, don't. It's a twenty-year-old book. Don't do it. Oh, is
0: it a twenty-year-old book?
1: I don't fucking remember. I thought <laughs> it was one of his newer ones. It might have been. Anyway, go. Uh.
0: Well, I mean, it. So it turns out the the main villain has The Shining. You find that out at the end. Um, and then this random private detective, I guess private investigator is the proper term, who you just you. You meet her, like, two quarters of the way through the... Or, like, uh, three quarters of the way into the book. And then she just becomes a main character. I guess I guess Stephen King likes doing that. He likes introducing characters, like, really late in the story... And then having them be a main character. He's done that a couple times now. Uh, and then... She's there with the detective guy who has a gun. Uh, but then the outsider's like, you can't shoot me... Because if you do, uh, we're in a cave... And you're gonna cause a cave-in with the echo of the gunshot, and then so the the investigator girl just beats him to death with a rock inside of a sock. Oh and my!
1: God. Does does she call it a happy slapper? Uh, I believe so. Something like that. Holy sh! Okay, I didn't even realize. Okay, yeah, you I. So I thought the outsider was a different book. Oh. Um. So that is not a new character. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, I found out that she was. Uh, it was her
0: her and her partner were in a different book right
1: yeah they were in a a trilogy that stephen king wrote a couple of years ago that's really good um i don't remember what it's called right now but they they did a mini the
0: the sort of like socially awkward female private investigator yeah holly yeah Mm -hmm.
1: yeah okay um yeah mr mercedes i know is the first one and then they stephen king wrote two more but yeah that series is really good um he it's like a hard-boiled detective kind of thing yeah and, and in true stephen king fashion the first book is just hard-boiled detective nonsense and then yeah they he brings in the girl with the shining and um another guy also gets the shining and of starts throwing shotguns at people with his mind <laughs> um, excellent it uh i like the series a lot um Yeah, no, I I, shit. I guess I should have read the outside. I thought, I thought it was a completely different book from like the Um, eighties. Well, I'm sorry, I just spoiled it for you. Fucking whatever. Um, That is
0: like literally like like the end happens so fast, and it's kind of a letdown. Like everything leading up to that was super interesting. It was all like really tense, and it was like, you know, did this guy kill this this little boy? All the evidence is pointing towards it But then you see things, like, things from his perspective And he's like no I have like a rock solid alibi And then the detective Is like going through like finding all this evidence That like is like 100% Like, it, like there's a freaking video Of him during the time of the murder And they're like How can we be 100% We have evidence that is 100% This guy killed him but also didn't And then yeah. it, it just goes off From there uh, and then the ending is just not anywhere near as satisfying as the rest of the tension and build-up was. But that, yeah, it the ending he just, just, the happy slapper just kills him.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, it, it, the, Sh- uh, the shining shows up again.
1: That's kind of uh, that is kind of the way with that series. Like in one of them, I'm pretty sure the main bad guy gets run over by a snow like a snowmobile out of fucking nowhere. Like it. <laughs> I don't know, like like Stephen King, we know, he he sits at his table, he writes 15 pages a day, and um, it's a lot easier to just kind of go through the wilderness than try to come to a stop, so.
0: Yeah, definitely. uh, And he's definitely, um, I'm trying to remember, I think he's a, is he a discovery writer or is he a planner? I'm pretty sure he's a discovery writer. Oh yeah,
1: no, he doesn't plan
0: jack shit. Yeah, so when you do that. You know, you have your, your Stephen Kings and your uh uh your George R. R. Martins who just they just start writing and they just see where it goes, and on the other side you have like Brandon Sanderson who's like plans literally everything out. And so when you do that you skip a draft and then when you're a discovery writer, you basically write the .5 draft and then you have to go back and edit it and then you have your first draft. Yeah. Um but yeah, and- getting I mean I felt like the uh the ending of Pet Cemetery was pretty good, I felt like.
1: I, I like the original ending more than because I, I started with the movie, so in my head, the movie is the one that like started it all. I like the book's ending. How um, does it end in the movie? The not the new movie, the original movie, right? Uh yeah. Um, I mean the the wife or whatever comes back and has a knife. I it's just not as savage. Like you, you don't get the implication that like this this woman that has been revived like has any understanding of what happened she's just kind of a zombie mm, um that's the like, movie one yeah like in the book there's like a weird vindictive nature to like there it, the, the book really got to me
0: <laughs> when
1: i was reading it like i mm. almost couldn't finish it it's probably a little over the line in terms of how scary i i can deal with most mm. of the time um but i don't know it, it pet cemetery fucked with me a lot and i I haven't watched the new movie because i heard it was bad i
0: i I made it about maybe not even an hour in probably like 40 no maybe not even that long i i tried watching it and i turned it off it was so bad yeah there was just a lot of like unnecessary changes i really don't like what they did to um uh, i can't remember the the neighbor's name the the old guy uh whatever whatever his name is they they made him like really creepy and weird and so i had an incredibly hard time believing that um the the father would like befriend this old man because he was like really weird he was that like stereotypical like creepy weird dude that like warns the kids in like the horror movies where he's like ah don't go out in them woods they're haunted the demon will get you like he was that character yeah, as opposed to like the warm and loving, like happy go lucky, like really friendly neighbor. He was he was like the weird like don't oh, no I don't want my kids around this guy. He's a little weird. He was that character instead. So I I, I turned it off. I didn't like the new movie at all. Hmm. Um, but I really like the book. It's definitely
1: one of my favorite Stephen King novels. And so I, I I wonder if I'm ever going to get to a point where I have read all of Stephen King's books.
0: Uh, like, I mean, I, there are there's I, a lot of you will trash. live longer
1: than him. So, I God willing, man, I <laughs> I don't know. My kind goes young. Um, I mean, hopefully, I, I got I got at least thirty more years. And I guess, hope I mean, one Stephen King's been dead for fifteen years, right? But right, two, right. it's a. Do you think uh, it,
0: is it the animatronic route,
1: or do they have his head frozen like Disney? I I mean, I think his head is frozen, and they're they have terminated the rest of his body and just okay. put robot shit in it. Uh, you look at Stephen King's head, it already kind of looks frozen. Um, yeah, that's like, true. Or, or it looks like some kind of preservative has already happened to it. Like Cocaine will do that to you. Yeah. Um, I remember I, I was watching... Uh, a long time ago when I was watching Sons of Anarchy, the FX show. Um, Stephen King shows up as, like, a cleaner in one episode. Like, a guy you hire to get rid of a body. Yeah. And I... I I knew who what Stephen King looked like at that point, but like I, I was watching it and it was like, "Oh, Stephen King is a creepy looking motherfucker." <laughs> like he can't move his face. Yeah, he kind of and, and his face is like mountainous. It's crazy. Um, but but he was just talking with his typical like like friendly, uh, like like Northeast. Like hey, what's going on, fellas? Like, like just it was weird. It, it was very well casted. Um. I haven't been reading anything, but... Uh, I read All You Need Is Kill. What is... Is that the sound... What is... Oh, is this the... That's the that uh, is the, the manga, manga, manga that, uh, that Edge the of Tom Tomorrow Cruise is film. based on. Yeah. yeah. It was really I, good. I loved it. I need to watch that and read that. I need oh, to... Oh, that I, movie...
0: I, that movie's actually really good. So, I, I would recommend it, because it's like... Well, read, read and watch uh but edge of tomorrow is like a perfect like adaptation movie so like you're taking something that's japanese or you know if you take something that's like eastern and you want to like reimagine it for like a western audience like they did it perfectly like cuz you know you could take you take that which like takes the core concepts and plot and then kind of runs with it and makes does their own thing And then you take, like, Netflix doing Death Note, where they try to make it as close to the original as possible, but it's always going to fail because you're taking something that was meant for, you know, like, cultural, like, slotted into the culture of Japanese, like, Japanese culture, and you're just lifting it and dropping it, you know, into, like, America. And it's like, this doesn't really fit. So in Edge of Tomorrow, they, like, tweak things, so, like, the main character isn't, like, a teenage boy or like a you know like a young man in his like early twenties. It's a it's Tom Cruise, and he's like already part of the military. You know they they remove that sort of Shonen trope where it's just like it's a young kid, um, and then uh, they changed a couple of things like that. Well, they made the the female character older because it's played by uh, uh, Emily Blunt. So then, that already like because Western audiences typically want like a slightly older hero, as opposed to like a Shonen that wants like a hero that's around their age.
1: Yeah, it's it's um, exactly why Near Gestalt and Replicant are exactly as they are, thus yeah. proving Yoko Taro exactly. has his fucking thumb on the pulse. <laughs> exactly.
0: I mean, it. I, I. I. It makes sense if you like dissect it and think about it. Uh, but then, I, they especially also, now like, they don't that I'm just I, go, go ahead. Go ahead. They, they don't just follow the script exactly. Like they make it their own thing. And I think if you're going to do a Western adaptation of something like that, like that's the way to do it. Like don't try to like, cause you're never, if you make it as close as possible, but not exact, people are going to get mad at you because you didn't make it exact. Yeah. But then if you like start straying away from it, they're going to, they're going to start complaining that it's different. So then if you just turn, like you just hard steer away from it, And as long as you keep the main plot points and, like, the themes, then it's fine.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's... So, I used to have this thought a lot and this conversation a lot back in, like, the 90s and the early 2000s when there were, like, two different minds on, like, translating versus localizing, like, JRPGs. Mm -hmm. Um, Because, like, yeah, like, ultimately, it's an adaptation. If you wanted it to be exactly the same, just... It already exists, just like move the the fucking manga pages real quick like if you want it to be animated like i mean <laughs> yeah
0: yeah so like the um uh like the uh, the the argument that i heard uh for the the netflix adaptation of uh death note instead of like retelling the same story like have it be a sequel. And then just have it where the Death Note just drops in America, and then like run with that. Like you keep yeah. the same sort of plot devices and themes, but it becomes its own thing. And then you avoid the sort of like, okay, you're 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 taking something that's Eastern and you're Westernizing it, and you're not like making it your own. You're literally just stealing something. Um, and then you avoid like you avoid the 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 fan base that's already there hating it because it's not the, quite the same, but it's close enough, so they hate it uh and then you're also well you have to do some tricks you have to like you have to showcase what happened before in a way that audiences who have never seen death note would be able to watch it without having watched the anime but that's not super hard to do because you can do that through flashbacks and like news footage and like you know stuff like that so like if you drop the death note in America, and then he can talk about, like, oh my god, I heard about this on the news and then you can have him, like, reading ed- uh, article headlines and stuff, and that would summarize the plot of the anime, but um...
1: Yeah, and I guess at that point it depends on who you're making it for, because yeah, like, that, like if that, you're adapting s- it for people who've already seen it, like, you can poke at it and be like, hey, the Death Note was over there before, but you, like like, I mean, if you're making it for a western audience, just like, pretend that shit didn't happen, just go yeah, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Um, or like if it did happen, like like you said, like it's periphery, but don't try to explain it. Like yeah. every time I go to fucking play Persona, and like I guess it like it's it's a line between having like the rice balls in Pokemon be called donuts, just cause fuck <laughs> you, and, and the lot li- and the line between like white ass white voice actors saying like Japanese honorifics at the end of English sentences,
0: like that is something that does really bother me about playing persona which i don't I, I don't mind i don't think it's like it's not like a huge like issue that needs to be discussed but it's it's kind of odd sounding yeah if that makes sense and, and, and
1: honestly like maybe i that now that i apparently read anime now now that i i can do it i can watch subtitled things maybe i just fucking go straight to the source and, and don't try to deal with Troy Baker going 80-20 on this. Like, Troy,
0: Troy Baker is every voice ever in the industry. That's all he does. He does every single voice. Yeah, I mean, at, little in fact, he plays every single character in Persona Five.
1: Well, yeah, and and Persona Four, and although they did have to get Matt Mercer to play like forty percent of the characters mm, for that's like right, the, yeah, yeah. So you have the, you have
0: Troy Baker play like ninety percent of characters. And then you have uh, Matt Mercer play the other 10% characters. Uh, and then every female character is played by Laura Bailey.
1: Yeah. And, and, like, if they have to get, like, additional footage or additional lines for, like, the uh, like the Persona 5 Royal, like, like the expanded version. Mm-hmm. Uh, Troy Baker's expensive, so you just kind of get Matt Mercer to do a Troy Baker impression. Yeah, or... Um, it'll be who's fine. The guy they,
0: who's the guy that they got to replace... Uh... Uh, in Destiny, the, the ghost. <laughs> Nolan replaced, North? Uh, 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 yeah,
1: yeah, uh, Nolan. Yeah. Apparently Nolan North and Troy Baker's weird video series is fun. I've never tried really? it. Really? I, I, I've
0: never really followed any of them. Like, I, I recognize their voices when they're in stuff, but I've never been, like, f- like a fan to, like, follow them and, like, know what they're doing. Yeah, neither have I. They um, just sort of, they show up in, in media that I watch and I'm just like, oh, okay, there you are.
1: Yeah, although Laura Bailey is a treasure and, and I do like Laura Bailey a lot. Yeah. Uh, I, I
0: don't know anything about personal like their personalities or anything outside mm-hmm. of but I like their I
1: like their work. I, I only know them I only know Laura Bailey through Critical Role and I've met her in person three times and she was very nice all three times. Although that's she good. did yell at me one of the times. Yeah, that's I remember you telling me about because, that. Because <laughs> because I said Grimmar Marvice is my favorite near character. Mm-hmm. And Le- Liam O'Brien just stared at me blank-eyed, like, "Okay, I'll sign your thing." And Laura Bailey just started fucking screaming at me because Kaine's better. Like, how? Uh, fuck you! Fuck you! Kaine's great. And, and it was like it was like pre automata and, and like she still remembered who Kaine was seven years later. I was like, "Wow, <laughs> cool! You're you're cool." Um. Anyway.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. Uh.
0: Yeah. I, what? Re either, either watch Edge of Tomorrow. If you can, if you can stomach Tom Cruise, uh, I, I I can live with Tom Cruise. I don't. Know. the movie is really weird. good. And then if you want to read the manga, the manga is fantastic.
1: I should do that tomorrow. I have a lot of time where I'm sad and I want to look at a screen for a while. When I watch working. Edge of Tomorrow, that's one of my favorite action movies. Yeah. Um, speaking of 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 not having fun, been playing a lot of Deadly Premonition too. oh 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 my god
0: i forgot how did i forget okay so let me leave this off because i was watching your stream Uh uh-huh and i was like oh okay you know this is going on like he's you know i can tell you're not having fun (laughs) there's glimpses of you having fun but i'm watching you and i'm just like okay uh nothing's really happening in the game i have to write my essay so i'm gonna turn you off for a minute and then, like, get a snack and, like, a drink and stuff. And so I sit down and I write my essay. And I'm like, okay, I'm done. I submit it. I have my snack and my drink or whatever. And then I I tune back into your stream. So before I left your stream, you were just, like, skateboarding around, doing detective stuff, shooting squirrels, and -hmm. being paid by the FBI, like you normally do. Yes. And then when I clicked back in, you were a different character... In, like, a hotel that was, like, flooded with blood. So it looked like yes. the freaking. It just looked like the, uh, The Shining Hotel. Mm-hmm. Uh... And the walls were, like... Like, it looked like you were in, uh... What's that place in Persona? Is it Limbo? Uh... The, like, uh, underground subway system? I, I know... Th- I can't remember. Persona Five's
1: Tartarus. I can't remember what it's called. Uh, I can't.
0: It was Limbo, I think. Yeah, I I think that's what it was called. But yeah, there was like the weird red tendrils and weird stuff, and you were you were finger gunning people. Like like when you make when you pull back your ring and your pinky finger, and you point your pointer and middle finger out, and your thumb is the is the, uh, the hammer, and you go bang bang, like you were finger gunning people. Uh-huh. That were, like, Silent Hill nurses.
1: Yes. So yeah, please the, the, please explain
0: were... to me what I missed in the, like, ten minutes that I didn't watch.
1: Okay, so it's pretty easy to explain. Um, basically, uh, Deadly Premonition 2 is split into uh, two different, or really three different uh, sections. There's an 80% of the game where you are uh, going skateboarding in a PowerPoint in Louisiana. Right. And and you're shooting squirrels and whatnot, um, and then about ten percent of the time, probably less, um, you are um, kind of in the future, and you're dealing with the 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 detective way he passes prime, and he's been like devoured by cancer, and you're interrogating him about the case that happened in Louisiana, um, and then the other percentage of the time, whatever it was, um, you're in the combat sections because. Um, it's not really explained in the second game exactly why it's happening but if you infer from the first game um, basically the red seeds that are involved in the center of all these cases uh, cause people to go real crazy and uh, they they project astral images of, of each other and um, you got and they try to jump inside your mouth and, and kill you um, so you got to shoot them with some kind of psycho gun is what they call it um uh it, sh- it was just a combat section like the way that cuz when when Francis York Morgan uh, is investigating a murder scene he has to fight off the demons of the murder murder leaves bad vibes and you have to fight off the bad vibes before you can figure out what happened um this this is persona in a way it it is it's a bad persona and it, th- yeah this is like a bad persona reimagined yeah um And so Deadly Premonition 2 um, learned a lot of bad mistakes I felt from the first game one of the things that they tried to tune down a lot was the combat which was good you only go into combat uh, like in a mandatory fashion four times um, in the first game you go into combat mandatorily like 11, I think um and in the first game, all the combat sections are like over an hour long, and they're really shitty Resident Evil 4 levels, and it's really terrible unless you get the guitar and just start smacking people with it, mm-hmm. although even then you don't want to use the full animation because uh, the guitar just doesn't have a hitbox on the third swing, because they fucked up, so <laughs> you uh, y- you only want to do two swings in the guitar, but... Yeah, no, that was just the combat section. Um, it, like I said, it doesn't have as good of an in-story explanation as the first game, which is kind of my problem with most of the game, outside of the word problematic stuff that we talked about last week and the frame rate. Um, I, I'm not going to go into spoilers, because um, I know some folks that I know listen are, have not talked, have not looked at the game at all. Um, and are waiting for a different, like, way to experience it, and that's fine. I don't mm-hmm. want to dive into that. Um, I will eventually, I mean, I bitched about it for an entire stream on Saturday. <laughs> um, the, the the story d- just devolves into weird, like, oh, God, you know what that sound means. Um, Free to play garbage. Hell yes. Um So, the game just... The story devolves into just... um, Like, fan service somehow. Like, just the end of the game is basically just... Here's that thing from the last one. Here's this other thing from the last one. Um, Here's that one song that's real good. Here's a bunch of nonsense. Okay, it's over. And, like, there are two or three really good moments. But, um, like, I... I I, am surprised that it, it felt like... I still don't see why Sweary wanted to make this thing. Um, like, like, the story... Like, unless he just wanted to do more Francis York Morgan, which, that is in there, and it's very good for the most part. Um, I I don't know. The, the story didn't really go anywhere that... Like, there are questions at the end of the first game that I wanted answers to. Um, and I was hoping they were going to explore it. I wanted to learn more about the red tree and... Um, Willie the good dog and, and all these other things that mean nothing to you. But, uh, it just doesn't happen, and I don't know. It, it's not fine. That game's terrible. I was gonna say it's fine, but it's not. <coughs> um... It, it looks pretty bad. That game deserves its Metacritic score of, like, a 20 or whatever the fuck it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I... They are trying to improve the frame rate over time. Um... Which, if that gets fixed within a month, then why the fuck did the game come out now? Uh, why don't you wait a month right. and fix it? Um, and the way that they dealt with... It, it seems like on a first pass, the way that they dealt with that, the stuff that we talked about last week with the the dead naming and stuff, it's just the character is muted when they go to say that line. Um, and it's no longer subtitled, so mm-hmm. it's just kind of like it doesn't say anything. Which, I guess is better. Um... And I guess it's it's fine as like a emergency try to get this scene yeah. better, a lot like closer to what I wanted without was actually it, being able to rewrite it and re record it.
0: Was the character written that way? Like the character was like an asshole and did that, or was it like
1: so? That what was, it was just part of the not, script that they just n- they didn't know? Yeah, now that I've seen the scene, so basically what it was was um the Francis York Morgan, the main character, mm. is. Basically, trying to convey to this other character um, that he knows who she is, like he knows, like you are the person that did this. This is your relation to the family, and the way that he relates that is by using the name from their former life when they were part of the family, um, in like a very serious tone. So it was meant to be like the Jacques Hughes moment, like I know what you did. Here is the evidence of it, kind of thing, um, and. Like he came out and said, "Like I, like people were hurt by it. Um, I would have been hurt by it if I came by it without, um, like, without knowing what it was going to be." Um, and he said, "Like, yeah, I wasn't really. He wasn't trying to hurt the other characters; just trying to be like, yeah, I, I know who you are. I know what you're doing.'" Um, and he was like, "Ah, there's a better way to do that." So I'm sure he'll try to get there with it. Um, there are some other. Like, like there are some scenes where, because like when I initially heard about this, where the character gets repeatedly dead named, I had heard that like the main character York does it over and over again, which he does do it a few more times. Um, but there's also a bunch of characters outside of York that are just in the cast of Louisiana that that do that, and I have like, I mean it's 2005 and it's Louisiana. I don't. Have an expectation that yeah, they're going to be I, able to to balance. It. Kinda, like it's actually part it's of the plot. The it's it's part of the plot that the characters literally just like they didn't harbor ill will towards the character. They just did not know how to like deal with the realization. And there was kind of a heartfelt moment about it before two characters get exploded. Um, like like that doesn't bother me. That's you you have to be able to explore that kind of thing. And that's like that's fair and fine. And he did a good job of that stuff. I thought, but um yeah i don't know it uh we'll see um but that game's bad that game i (laughs) i I, there there is a game you could make such a good dilly premonition game it it, like like there's a game in that game somewhere like honestly just give it to double fine just like Mm -hmm. like talk to someone who makes adventure games stop trying to make this weird action hybrid because you yeah. But, like, they don't... It doesn't work. I it's... mean, I, I,
0: I think you could make a, a decent Silent Hill-esque game out of it where it's not entirely
1: Silent Hill. Like, because obviously you wouldn't be Silent Hill with the with the town, but... Yeah, I, I'm sure someone could, but the people that have been doing it sure as fuck can't. Yeah. Um, like... But I
0: think you could do that, like... Uh, do the game as it is, but have it, you know, just play,
1: like, Silent Hill. Just, it's not Silent Hill. Yeah. Man, don't fucking straight <laughs> me with a bad, with a good time like i so man there's there are dumbass leakers that didn't know jack shit about the Dead by Daylight shit with Silent Hill going like yep they're going to announce Silent Hill 5 in August motherfucker you're going to see it's going to be fucking crazy the Persona, this is going to be PS5 exclusive it's going to knock your fucking <laughs> dick people off
0: have no idea what Konami's been doing for the past 3 years
1: yeah like go to a fucking vending machine in japan and buy some kind of special sugar water like that's what they're up to that and gambling
0: yeah they i mean god you you, they had kojima and del toro and they were like no this isn't good enough fuck you guys we're gonna make we're gonna make uh plinko machines and kojima and del toro were like fuck you we'll make our own silent hill
1: with blackjack and uh babies I, I, so and that that story makes me sad because that's like the second time Guillermo del Toro got burned by the game industry, because mm-hmm. uh, he was going to work on a game called Insane for I think Ubisoft, in like 2011, and then that fell apart too, and like he came out and said because like he does like his visage is the visage of Dead Man in Death Stranding, but he didn't really have anything to do with the writing of Death Stranding, um, like I I would love. I would love to see Gamal Del Toro's crazy mind in the realm of games, but he's mm. just like, ah, fuck this! No, no one in this business knows what they're fucking doing. Yeah, I'm done. Which I understand. Like, you get burned twice in a decade like that. Like, like what the fuck? And, and I, mean, I thought he had more to do with uh, with Death Stranding. The reporting I saw was, I mean, and, and like in the credits of the game, I didn't see anything besides just special thanks and mm. li- like I an appearance what... credit.
0: I wonder what he did then, because he didn't. He, it's just his uh, his image, because I don't think he voiced that character. Because if I remember, no, he, he had, he's he has not, a he's very heavy accent. Actor. Yeah, he's, he's he's not the voice actor. Okay, um, I wonder what else he did if it was literally just that. Because I know him and him and Kojima are like buds. I think.
1: I, I think that was just what it came down to. Like him, the two of them are buds, and he put him in the game, and I don't, like maybe they talked about mm-hmm. the idea of the stranding or something. But like as an, an officially c- accredited capacity, I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure he had no involvement um I, I do like um
0: oh man i can't remember that the main character's name the actor um, uh norman redis yeah like him um him finding kojima that story is like hysterical like it's literally like one of his buddies like no 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 you gotta you gotta talk to this japanese guy and redis is just like what 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 is this <laughs> random japanese guy wants to meet like what does he do and then it just from there like Skip ahead two years, and he's holding a, a, a fucking green screen baby in a in a tight suit, naked, like, in front of a green screen. Like, yeah, 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 you're doing great. Mm-hmm. Kojima's nope. in the background, like, giving him the double thumbs up. Like, yes, great. Yeah,
1: this is exactly what I wanted. Throw the baby! This is um, what I
0: wanted. I wanted Norman Reedus holding a baby.
1: So, and, and you know what's wild? I don't know if you know this. Um... So, if you look at the textures on, like, a random cabinet in Silent Hill 3, you can totally see a really low-res picture of Norman Reedus and, like, Ooh. a bunch of friends.
0: What? Um
1: That's So, crazy. like, I have no idea how the fuck that happened, and, like, Hideo Kojima had nothing to do with Silent Hill 3, but, like, just... I, I don't know... Either that world is very small, or the winds of change we're, oh, were just always going to make A's this happen. It's wild. Um, but, uh... Okay, I did the permission to... Uh, in about one minute, uh, I'm go- like, I'll am like i be thumbing in the background the other thing I've been playing, which is right. the free-to-play garbage with the near in it. I, I'm happy to report that uh, I've acquired my son, Emil. Um, he's useless. I, I can't use him. Oh shit! Um,
0: what the fuck, man? That's an old
1: ass picture of Norman Reedus. It's very old picture. Sorry, I had to and, look that and, up. That's 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 wild. And you can barely see it. Yeah, um, and, and like you you have to, I think you can just barely picture it. Like if you angled the camera the right way, but like typically you would have to like hack the camera to zoom in on uh-huh. it to get a good look, or just rip the texture. I wonder if that's um, just
0: coincidence, because like. Like if you're making if you're if you're like a a designer on this game and they're like hey you need to make this like magazine stand and it's like okay well I'm not gonna design every single one of these magazines I'll just pull pictures from the internet and just make that like the the magazine picture so I wonder if it, it just
1: coincidence that his uh, his image got pulled I mean I think it's got to be a coincidence I, I I think someone asked Masahiro Ito. The uh, the creature designer, the guy that mm-hmm. designed uh, Pyramid Head. Um, and he was like, I don't fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> so How would was... I know that? Just one of the um, underlings at the the studio who got assigned to
0: make that shelving unit just pulled pictures from the internet. Probably. And just
1: textured them on there. Yeah. Would be my guess. Um, and I... So I will be trying to pull for 9S and 2B, I think. Excellent. Um, in a couple of hours, that that that's for four hours from now, um, and uh, I've been replaying Death Stranding,
0: because it's on the PC. Yeah, I um, I was thinking about picking it up, but I probably won't until it goes on sale, because then that'll be a good enough time for me to. Like, I think that's a good have idea. in between playing it and. Playing yeah, it
1: on it like you know what it was that that took me over the edge between like, "eh, it's there, I'll play it eventually" and I'm like just wanting to do it right now aside from being sad and remembering that playing that game just eats up all the space in my brain. <laughs> what was it? Um they announced or, or like like they showed on Twitter like, "Hey, there's a new difficulty." Oh, and because there's a new difficulty that means you can triple S rank <laughs> you, you can get a new version of the S rank. It's not just awesome or legend. It's oh, some third shit. thing that I don't know yet. And um so now you mean, have to triple S know, rank every single delivery. Exactly. No, I got I got legend S ranks and everything in it, in it originally. So I got to do triple X ranks or quadruple oh, S I, ranks, I whatever the fuck. I it didn't is. know that you double S everything in the original. Oh yes, I did. Oh. Um, Holy shit! Even all the side ones. Even all the side ones, and, 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 and you know, getting all the side uh, deliveries in that game is not easy because it does not surface all five hundred of them unless you dither them out. L- like each, each uh, bunker, what do they call them, prepper? Um, yeah, the, each the prepper. prepper stations yeah, they'll only they'll only show you like ten deliveries at a time. Mm-hmm. Um, but each of them will have like like a total of like eighteen that they can give you. So you need to take all those deliveries and then cancel them to take them out of the pool and then talk to them again and take the deliveries that they didn't offer you the first time. Oh, shit. Um, And, like, I have a full spreadsheet of, like, and I I may have... Oh, so you
0: can, like, check off the ones you've done before?
1: Yeah, I may have been the first person to actually get the f- the full list of all 500 deliveries and where you get them from. Fuck. Because at the time, I was trying to figure out, like, okay, I'm missing delivery 318. Where the fuck is that? And I couldn't find it anywhere. So I, I just started mapping out every single delivery, and I still have that spreadsheet somewhere. So um, it has a head crab uh, cosmetic. I saw that. You can you can wear a head crab. Unlocked frame rate. Sure. I uh, mean, it's very, the game very does good
0: camera mode apparently.
1: Uh, yeah, I, I'm told it's honestly kind of annoying because they map the uh, the camera mode to the same button that you give likes with. Mm. So um, if you're not in a exact position to give likes and you start mashing that button, it takes like fifty cam- fucking pictures. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, you can do a lot of cool shit with the camera mode. I, I got a good picture of me smacking a dude with a with a briefcase full of porn. Nice. That was fun. As you do.
0: As you want to do in Death
1: Stranding. Yeah. Um, And I also ran over a bunch of dudes with my bike while doing wheelies and took pictures of that. So, you know, that's cool. I... I, And the one thing that they did get rid of, and they got rid of this eventually on the PS4 version, but I I never played the game at that point, was you remember every single fucking time you'd run into a BT, it would show you that, like, 15-second long cutscene of BB freaking out. Um, They show you that exactly one time, and then... Like, your gameplay is no longer interrupted. Nice. Yeah, I think they, um...
0: um they patched in on the console version, a uh, thing
1: to stop that, I believe, right? Yeah, yeah, they, they did that pretty quickly, but I, I also played that game pretty quick, so that was mm-hmm. after... Yeah, I remember... After it, I was done it, with At least
0: it. how long it took me to do it, I remember that patch. And then I turned that off pretty ma- immediately.
1: Yeah. Um... You been playing anything? Uh... I've... Been playing Dark Souls three. Oh, how'd that go? Which I, le- I, I guess I leads you, us perfectly take... into our, our deep dive. But uh, you had a take on
0: Twitter, man. I really like the Souls series. Demon Souls one, two. Uh, Sekiro was pretty good. Bloodborne was incredible. I, I wish it would release on PC, but it was still really good. Dark Souls three is very different. I feel like Dark Souls 3 is a fan game that was made by <laughs> fans that are just jerking themselves off to how much they love one. But don't have like, like it's the I don't understand cuz it's the same like development team and they're just like jerking themselves off over like, something that's not what this series has ever been about. Like, I don't I don't get it. Like, the game doesn't feel challenging or rewarding. It just feels cheap. Mm. Like, there's so many instances of just, like, I'm walking along this ledge. Oh, a zombie punched me through a door that I couldn't see and knocked me off the edge, and I died. Well, there was no counterplay to that. There was no skill involved. It was just, do you know? It... it so it's um trying to think of the word it's convenient that we were talking about uh edge of tomorrow earlier because it's you know that that subtitle of that movie is live die repeat and the whole idea is that he like does a war through trial and error because every time he dies he just restarts at the beginning like the previous day and that's basically what Dark Souls 3 is because the only counterplay to the a zombie punches you and knocks you off the edge because you're standing on a ledge and then you fall off into an infinite pit and die the only counterplay to that is you know that's happening so you bait it out and then you stab the zombie yeah it doesn't feel rewarding when you beat it though
1: because of that it kind of seems like Dragon's Lair but you have to be able to press more than two buttons.
0: Yeah, I guess that's in a way. So in, in, in previous games, there was always the, like... You know, the, the areas that were, like, precarious ledges... And there were enemies on them, and you had to get around them. But this... Dark Souls 3 feels really cheap. Um... And the, I I guess I should preface this with... I had, I, I had played this since launch, and I just never got around to beating it... Because I always feel this way <laughs> whenever I play it. Um... Yeah, just like, none of the bosses are really interesting. They're all really easy to kill, and then the only time you ever die or feel challenged is in the between areas, but it doesn't feel like you're challenged. It just feels like it's cheap. It's just like, oh, we're going to, you know, you have to progress through this area, Um, so we're going to have, like, eight of these dudes that are, like, really hard to kill one-on-one, but you can do it, but we're going to have, like, eight of them in a room with you, and so good luck. You either, yeah. you know, kill them all because you're fucking perfect, or you just run past them. And I'm like, okay, that doesn't feel
1: satisfying or rewarding in any way. How do you feel about the Dark Souls in general, or like, like style of storytelling? Um, it, so in previous
0: games it was really interesting, because there were hidden things that you had to find and then it offered a lot of conjecture yeah in this one i don't like it as much because it's retreading on a lot of stuff like basically it just rehashes a lot of stuff that was in the first game and it, it just takes stuff from every of the other games it just kind of mashes it together i honestly don't think there is a story in dark souls i think it's all bullshit like people, these people that make like two hour long videos about the lore i think it's just all bullshit i i think it's a lot of seeds of the start of lore but nothing that's actually like flushed out mm-hmm. um i don't mind it so much i i i definitely prefer games and movies with a lot of story but if a game is like this, where it focuses more on gameplay, like, I know that going into it, and I can sort of experience the story in the world while I'm playing, I'm okay with that, but obviously yeah. I prefer it the other way, but I I, I don't knock this the games at all for having the sort of, like, teasing you with story, but there's not actually story. Uh, yeah, it, kinda, like, it, it gives you your own sort of, like, you can conjecture that you can put in there.
1: Yeah, when I was younger and I had, like, a, a ton of free time, and I'm talking, like, before college, because I played Dark Souls 1 in college, and I I, be, I played that game for 80 hours and, and could not tell you what goddamn thing that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, no, like, I, I I, used to be super into that style of storytelling, of trying to, like, dither out, and, and like, you almost have to, like, trick the game into trying to show you little tidbits yeah, of yeah. things here and there. Yeah. Um, and I I enjoy the idea of it being, like, having to put together the tapestry of the story piece by piece. And, um, like, having it almost feel like you're a historian trying to figure out what the fuck happened here. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of threadbare. And I, mm-hmm. like, definitely nowadays, like, I, I play a game start to finish. And if you basically don't, like, hammer me over the head with the plot, I'm not going to fucking follow it. Which... yeah is like partly a testament to my attention span and my time but um also just like if you want to tell me a story tell me a story (laughs) like Mm -hmm. yeah it um three is feels really bad to me because it it
0: it retreads a lot of like what one went like
1: like my understanding is that you're going to kill the player character from the first game so
0: i guess that would make sense because you it's basically the same thing you have to go kill the Lord of Cinder yeah and I'm assuming that's the player character from the first one and like you start in the Firelink Shrine um you event like a lot of the areas are very clear like recreations of the first one where um It's like, oh there's a sewer here. Remember that one time when you were in the sewer in the first one? Like yeah, I do remember that. Like, oh here's the the undead place. Remember that place? Like yeah, I remember that. Oh, uh, remember Anne Orlando? Like you're not even trying now. That's literally Anne Orlando to a T. And they're like, Yeah, it's Anne Orlando. I'm like, oh, I'm just in Anne Orlando again. O- okay here's an onion guy and a, and a and a Luigi God I swear to God if I have to kill another fucking dragon slayer I'm done like <laughs> dark souls please come up with some new original content like you're you're literally ripping off yourselves I mean
1: I guess there's a reason they stopped like
0: yeah they uh, it, it, three definitely feels like they ran out of ideas um yeah it I should it, play bloodborne like, bloodborne is is very very good um unfortunately you have to play at 30 fps and uh my my chosen style of combat that everyone makes fun of me for because apparently if you do this you're not good scrub um i like sword and board i like having a shield and a sword and i like smacking dudes uh apparently that's the wrong way to play
1: (laughs) i i don't care (laughs) Uh, yeah i i don't care either i i want i like uh, I I I typically go for like Buster Sword nonsense if if it's there, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I just go with whatever I'm I'm hitting hard. With. I don't fucking care. Yeah, I
0: usually I usually pick up a big sword towards the end, but I usually start off with like a smaller one. Um, yeah, and then yeah, you get to the point where you're just wielding that giant ultra great sword and you're just bashing people. But um, God, you you like cannot do that in Dark Souls three because they they made the game. I, I, they must have made it like faster paced and like all of the enemies like don't have attack patterns and they atta- they just don't stop attacking you and it just feels cheap and every time I win it's either just like oh it's because this boss only had like 10 health or it, because something cheesy happened and I just managed to take advantage of it like I feel like I yeah. got lucky as opposed to like actually learning something whereas as opposed to every other Souls game i felt like i learned something and i got better at the game whereas three i just feel like i'm slugging through
1: it you want to know how bad sino alice is how bad is your free to play garbage i've literally been been doing the coliseum this entire for like for the last 14 minutes i've been doing it i've been playing it okay and in playing it I, I looked at the clock and was like oh it's past eight o'clock i'm not doing the coliseum right now like even though I'm actively engaging with it, it's still <laughs> not engaging enough for me to remember I'm even doing it, because I thought I was fucking missing this. Mm-hmm. I, I, this game, I mean, it's, free to play garbage is poison. And I guess it's good that my son Gogeta is dead, because I don't, I don't, I, I, I don't need this anymore. I don't know. Anyway, a meal or 9S is dropping at midnight, so. Excellent. Um, did you uh did you play anything else so you want to dive into news uh, or read uh, anything else i
0: watched i haven't really played anything um i'm waiting for horizon zero dawn to come out um that'll be the next big thing i play i'll try to beat dark souls 3 just because i want to say I, although i haven't i i never did end up beating um uh sekiro but i want to say i beat all the like the actual Soulsborne games. So maybe I'll. I have, a, I'll I, I have a question for you. Yeah,
1: why? Uh,
0: just for completionist's sake. Hmm. I, I I do mean, really like, enjoy those games. Like I I do love the Dark Souls games, but man, I just three is just feels cheap.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think it's good to have that context if you if it is like a genre you like. Like I've definitely played JRPGs that were not. Like spectacular, just so I could kind of have the context and and having the the sort of closure of beating it Mm -hmm. would be nice. I played a lot of the tales of RPGs that were not all that great. Oh yeah, we were we
0: were talking about those uh, yesterday. The 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 new one that was supposed to come out this year looks really good. I've never played any of them, but I was like, because in the past I would like look at them and like the art style and the combat style would like turn me off, but. I was looking at this the new one that's now slotted for next year um,
1: what's it called I couldn't even tell you what it's called Crestoria I don't fucking know Ta- uh, the Tales of Arise that's stupid I, that sounds yeah, like a fucking mobile okay, game okay listen to me all of the Tales <laughs> games have stupid fucking names. They do, Nobody but can typically... can tell me otherwise. Typically, they're fun to say. Symphonia, Legendia, The Abyss, which is kind of a dumb one, but I, I love it. <laughs> um, like, Berserkia. Like, Berseria. Like, at, at least they're fun to say. Like That's, that's true. It's not even a sentence. Let's just... Like it's it, You know it's, what it sounds yeah. like? It sounds like fucking uh, Aqua Teen Hunger Force when Meatwad is trying to fucking summon <laughs> the chicken. Like,
0: arise, chicken! Arise, chicken! Chicken, arise! arise. Tales of chicken,
1: arise! Like, oh, like God. fucking...
0: I, 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 I hope somebody makes that meme now.
1: <laughs> uh, but yeah, like, Be the get, change you, you want to see in the world, man.
0: The two main characters and the art style, it looks a lot better. Because um, it actually has, like, proper, like, cinematic lighting... And the characters don't look like they're. I don't know. I watched. Uh, I watched our buddy Anthony play. Uh, my buddy Anthony uh, play Berseria, and I was like, "This is okay looking, I guess."
1: Berseria well, kind of bummed me out. So, like, I-, I was excited because the reason. Like, so tales of games are fun enough for me to play because, like, there is an action element to them, mm-hmm. and um, it's the closest I've ever gotten to like engaging with a fighting game because that game does have fighting game shit happening in it. Hmm. Um, like all the Tales of games do. You don't need to engage with them to beat them, which is why I just mashed through everything, mm-hmm. but, um, like there are, like, like just this week someone figured out how to cancel a move with Yuri in Tales of uh, Vesperia that people didn't think could be cancelled before, and it just completely blows up his combo sheet, and now he's the best character. Huh. Um, Speed running tech. But, uh, Like like, Tales of Berseria has uh, had what most of the Tales of games don't have, which is an interesting plot premise. Like most of them, (laughs) I I enjoy the cast and I enjoy learning more about the characters. Most of them, but the actual plots are are trite, tropey nonsense. Mm -hmm. Like even the one that me and Chris and uh, and our other buddies in the Hive Mind love in Symphonia. Like it's it's just like like attacking and usurping God, but now on two different worlds instead of one. Like Mm -hmm. like it's um, you gotta kill two different popes, and it's uh, which is fine. Like I I can deal with cliche, but um, Berseria, you were like there is a a hyper church, and they are like trying to purge all the demons, and you are a demon, and or, or like the main character is a demon. Yeah. And there was a weird like, not you like you are basically a villain for the first ten hours of that game, and it was kind of interesting. And then you recruit a character that is, the game just immediately goes like, hey, she's gonna be the new pope. You're gonna kill the pope. She's gonna be the new pope. Like obviously, like that's where we're fucking going. Mm-hmm. And I was like twenty hours in, and I I looked at the ending, and I was like, yep, she becomes the pope. Like, well, fuck. I, all right. I mean, that's fine, but this is boring and and like you're you're a demon who wants revenge on the current pope because he killed your brother and and, like i don't know i i enjoyed that aspect of it and then it just kind of fizzles out
0: yeah i watched um um, like i said i watched a, a good amount of anthony playing that and it seemed interesting enough and i enjoyed watching it but um i sort of feel like that's most jrpgs correct me if i'm wrong but like typically it's like you have a very strong cast of characters, and then the sort of story that's taking place is just kind of,
1: eh. That's definitely a lot of them. Um, Tales of has a pretty bad case of that, but... I mean, yeah, in general. Um, like, like a lot of JRPGs will turn their overall plot into just the Bible, or, mm-hmm. like, try to make it Evangelion, or do both. Um, I love Xenosaga so much I because it does both... I guess um, it's kind like,
0: of Final Fantasy X.
1: You know, JRPGs need to be about a quarter of the length that they currently are. Like, if 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 Tales of Berseria was like 15 hours long, I'd probably would have finished it and liked it. Um, but almost all the Tales games, even the ones that I like, just drag way the fuck on, and <laughs> somehow are also rushed. So important <laughs> shit in the middle of the plot just either gets waved over or doesn't happen. Um, there's a case that I bring up to our buddy Elder all the time of, uh, in the middle of Tales of Zillia, like, a bunch of plot points happen back to back to back to back that were clearly supposed to be, like, fleshed out and, like, actually explored. Um, And at one point, one character in the party shoots another character in the party just, like, in the gut, and they spend, like, Ten minutes being sad about it, and they they get over it, and that huh. was cl- like it's just such a weird disconnect, and um, I don't know i i I will always have a soft spot in my heart for JRPGs. I don't know that I can ever finish one again. Like they're, <laughs> like I, respect my time. Like how did Chrono Trigger figure this out? Like twenty years ago. Like Chrono yeah. Trigger is like twenty hours long. And not like everything else is just like I wanna be eighty hours long and
0: eighty hours um, like that's like the meme, but also like most JRPGs are eighty hours long for some reason.
1: And like I don't know, maybe I'm just bad at finishing games, but like someone told me Persona Five was forty hours long and they're a fucking liar. How I, the fuck do you finish that game in forty hours, you fucking scam? I'm trying to remember how long I took. I think mine was like fifty or sixty
0: maybe i maybe it was i think it was 60 i might have been 80 i can't remember how long it took me to beat it but yeah like i guess if you rush through it and you did like none of the side stuff like because that game is set up on like a day and a schedule so like you know the the animation for studying or working out and then doing a time skip is significantly shorter than when you do the like um, the like uh, social link side quests, and you have like a long dialogue discussion with a girl that may end up being your girlfriend.
1: Like, that takes way longer. But also, are you even playing the game if you're not going to the fucking doctor's trailer or whatever and letting her <laughs> do drugs to you? Yeah, like- you're, the, you're the guinea pig experiment. Yeah, that, I mean, that's part of the game. It, uh,
0: Persona is definitely like 50% JRPG, 50% uh, anime visual
1: novel. It, it, so I keep having ex- my my own expectations of my life be be turned the f- like upside down. Like I I watched anime subbed now, and uh, like for a while I like like when I was like eleven I ate a hamburger for the first time. I don't know why, <laughs> why I did it earlier, but it turns out hamburgers are good. Hamburgers uh, are good. Yeah, they're really good. Um, like I. If if I eventually become like, if I get way into VNs at some point, if I get way into these fucking porn PowerPoints, because they actually have no, the God. part of the JRPGs that I like, like I'm never gonna get into like the Sakura clicker shit. Like I feel confident knowing that I'm never gonna get into that stuff. But like if I start playing like Steins Gate, like like the the before it was an anime, it was a visual novel. Mm-hmm. Um, like I. I It would just be surprising. I'm not saying shoot me in the head. Right. Um, It's just... It's not where I expected to go. Yeah. We're going full... Full weeaboo.
0: I... It took me a while to get into watching anime subtitled. I don't remember what did it. I think it was a combination of just poor... Like, I'm not like an elitist that's like, Ah, you have to watch it in Japanese because that's how it originally was and you don't get the context. Mm -hmm. Like, for me, it was just if i don't like the voice actors in the english i'm gonna watch it in japanese yeah um and you it 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 takes significantly less time for it to be subtitled than it does to be dubbed yeah so you can watch your 800 episode show before they do one season of uh of the dub so it's just convenient
1: yeah, I mean, I mean, like, like, for me, if I if I can deal with the voice cast of the English version, I, I'll, I'll do it. Uh, like, like, I I would rather watch it in English than in Japanese. I want to be able to engage with the story, it, like, and I can do that better in the language that I understand. But like, JoJo's dub is horrible. It ruins everything. <laughs> like, I like, I can see that not having
0: quite it's the all same. gone.
1: English voice actors don't quite have the same energy that Japanese voice actors do. I mean, I, I, I really think it's more the direction, because, like, I... Might like, be that, Matt, too. Matt, Matt Mercer is the, the voice actor for Jotaro, the most popular Jojo. Oh, shit. And, like, I've seen Matt Mercer on Critical Role go fucking ape shit. Like, like he could easily, like, bring the Jotaro energy to the greatest wrestling match of all time, which is the finale of, of Stardust Crusaders. But he, he just sounds... He doesn't sound bored. He, he sounds like he's, he's doing a good job. He just... Like, he sounds like... Jotaro's angsty. Like, mm. he, he... he And Jotaro, like... He... Like, he is a rebellious kid. Like, he is still, like, an 18-year-old kid. And he like doesn't like authority. But he's also very much into what he's doing. Like, he fucking screams every time he punches. Like... Yeah. He shouldn't sound like he's not into the fighting. I don't know. Um, yeah, but... I have a... Um, so, like, uh, like
0: two uh, two shows that I like watching in English is Ghost in the Shell and Cowboy Bebop. And it's because mainly... Those voice actors are really good. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's a ground... The, both of them are grounded shows, whereas, like, uh, if you watch something that has more... I don't know what to call them. What are the, like... Anime like comedic cutaways where they show like a character crying and like flailing their arms and screaming you know what i'm talking about where they do like weird stuff like that i do um then, we like, are the, the voice actor maybe the be, like, two screeching. least to...
1: we're maybe the two least equipped people on this planet uh, there's probably a name able... for
0: it i need to talk to elder he probably knows but like i feel like english voice actors have no idea what to do during those sections and yeah. it's probably also because I'm not a native Japanese speaker. In fact, I don't speak any Japanese. Uh, if there is a Nani, bad uh, Japanese voice actor, I don't know they're bad because the, I, I can't understand that is, what they're saying. So
1: that is probably a lot of it. Well, I, like, I can they,
0: fill in the gaps and give. Yeah. I give them a. I can give them a wider berth because I don't understand what they're saying. So I sure. can just read and then. I can hear the sort of like emphasis and emotion in their voice, but I don't, I can't tell if they're doing a bad job. So if it's one of those shows that has a lot of those, it's really hard for me to watch it in English just because of how
1: weird it is. I have a half serious question for you. Okay. Do you want to do JoJo Half
0: Blind? Oh my god, yes. (laughs) I guess it would be like not quite half blind
1: like i think the way we have started, to do it is like
0: I, I can't remember how many episodes into it i am but not that many single so, digits so
1: w- which story are you in like, like is it joseph um, Joestar? yeah is it it's jonathan it's, it's
0: jojo and dio okay yes, yeah, um, so you're still in part one were... I, I wouldn't even
1: want to fucking talk about that like who cares um part <laughs> one is dumb um like i i were fighting vampires so... yeah yeah there are vampires dio, so there's a, a vampire there's a mask fucking whatever yeah um so, maybe... Uh, so, the way that I think it would go is, like, you you watch, like, five, maybe ten episodes. Like, maybe we start at five. I don't know. And then we just talk about them in, like, the second part of the, of the podcast or something. Maybe, Dad. Um, maybe we could try that. Because, like, we let me, are... Here, let
0: me pull up... Uh, I'll pull up Netflix and tell you what episode I'm on.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I, like I said, I, so, episodes one through nine, I believe, are... Um, uh, bloody oh storm fuck! Like I, I don't remember I what even... the I don't even Phantom even... Blood. There it is. Uh, the the first part of the JoJo manga, and I mean, I almost stopped watching. Like it was fine. Uh... I, I like learning about
0: Hamon. I'm on... but... so I've watched the first five episodes. I'm on episode six.
1: Yeah, so go ahead and you can just watch parts 6 through 9 and maybe we'll talk about... Fa- maybe we start talking about Phantom Blood next week and just kind of figure out how to do it. Because I don't care about Phantom Blood. Uh, and we can at least figure out how to do so the what... format.
0: Oh, shit. How, how long is the first season?
1: So the first season is like 22 episodes long. But oh, the, okay. the story that you're in right now will end in episode 9. Oh, okay. So um, get to episode 9. Oh, I see. The final y- ripple. Yeah, and then the... Uh, like the rest of the season is uh the second part of the manga that's adapted um which so i only have four more
0: episodes to watch
1: yeah so maybe we do that and then we talk about phantom blood next week okay and well because there is stuff to talk about like there is a lot of stuff that sets up part three because uh the vampire doesn't just stop happening he's a vampire right um but uh Maybe you do that and maybe you watch one episode of part two. We'll, we'll figure that out. Um, okay. But, I mean, ultimately, this is just... It's leading to two things. One, I we have to talk about... I have to talk to someone, except for Elder, because we have talked a lot about this. I have to talk to someone about the finale of part three, or season two, because it's the greatest professional wrestling match I've ever seen. <laughs> um, and then we just have to talk about part four in its entirety because silent hill like it it's so good mm-hmm. um but anyway yeah i guess we'll fucking do that i don't know um sounds good JoJo's... have you um
0: i'm trying to think of animes that i've watched that i really like did you ever end up watching kill the kill
1: no not yet uh it's i think i watched an episode and was like okay this is more this went down easier than i thought it would mm, but that's good. yeah it um
0: There's, I guess there's a reason, you have to go into it, like, with the whole expectations of, of, it's very, it's that sort of trope of, oh, hot girls are fighting, their clothes are being exploded off of them. Yeah. Um, but it, it doesn't take itself seriously, so it goes down easier, plus, like, it, it attacks it from all angles without giving too much away, so, like... It, it it's it's a little bit more satire in that way, I guess. Um, yeah, no, it's really uh, good. It, sure, it it, 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 it it's point. it's short, so it doesn't like overstay its welcome. I think it's it's perfect. Hmm. Um. Also, One Punch Man is fantastic.
1: I I've seen season one. I haven't watched season two yet. Season so. two is really solid. I keep recommending it to people. Um. Although, so there was a guy that we knew in college who, um did some bad shit and we're no longer friends okay um but he uh every single year on uh new years he would send me a obviously drunk text for like literally four years in a row um trying to be like hey we should be friends and um he uh two years in a row he told me to watch one punch man so i said i was just was never gonna watch this show because fuck <laughs> because that guy because he liked it um, and that, well, because he told me to, I'm not going to do something he tells me right. to do. Um, but then like three years ago, she's like, oh, not, probably not even that long ago. A couple years ago, she's like, ah, fuck it. And I watched it. And I was like, oh, this is fun. Yeah. Um, so anything else you want to talk about the, cons- the, the media you consumed or you want to jump in the news real quick before um, we record we'll a deep about... dive that will not we'll, be
0: up. We'll do some, this week, we'll do some but... news and a deep dive. I, I won't talk about this too much. Uh, I watched a movie on Netflix, It was IO Last on Earth. Uh, believe, it had I the... Uh, I can't remember his name. The dude who played Falcon in uh, the Marvel movies. Uh, is it Anthony Mackey? Is that this guy? John Cena? Randy Orton? I think it's Andy, Anthony Mackie? Sure. Let's say it was that. I'm looking at the... Uh, I'm just Tell looking, me more. I'm just looking at the casting list. Uh, and then it was Margaret quality uh they, they were both good actors uh it was shot well the story was garbage uh basically uh everyone's evacuating earth because co2 pollution uh and they're like two of the last remaining people on earth uh the main female character is a scientist who's like studying animals who are adapting to the increased co2 levels uh maki plays a dude who was convinced to stay behind by her father and he's mad but he's trying to get off planet and so the two of them like bond and there's a bunch of esoteric symbolism with like one of the greek God stories about Zeus fucking one of the random women as a swan. I can't remember which one that is, but it sounds like something Zeus does. Yep. Um, and then... Before they leave to take the last ship that's leaving Earth to go to the, the colony ship, um, she decides she's not leaving. Even though the last air pocket on earth is probably gonna go away Uh, she decides to do this because of a dream she had where she's standing in the CO2 fog but on a beach without a mask so that makes sense Uh, and then the movie ends with the guy leaving and then the last shot is of her standing on a beach without a mask on and then a child walks up to her also not wearing a mask, and it's just... That's not how evolution works. So they, they, they preface... They set it up. They they see... They, they do good storytelling. They, they, they establish on it early. Are they on a beach? A Are there bee... whales
1: coming out of the goddamn ocean? There's a bee that Fucking survives uh, a
0: storm and survives without oxygen. The bee survives in CO2, so maybe she can do it too. Evolution doesn't work like that. No, it doesn't. Evolution doesn't work like It takes millions of years for there it would take millions of years for a creature to evolve the ability to breathe co2
1: i'm probably gonna watch this movie now
0: (laughs) point out all (laughs) of the bad science
1: in it i mean it's just just to i don't know have a like like i i feel like this is the closest we get in the west to the japanese curveball of, of like like, the moment, like, like when the Lance of Longinus flies into the fucking moon in Evangelion. The closest <laughs> we get is just, like, I don't know, fish can breathe air now. Like, it's uncreative, it's just, like, contrarian bullshit, but it's the best we got. Yeah. I don't know. The,
0: this is not nearly as cool as the Japanese curveball. I remember you talking about the Japanese cur- curveball on the Guilty Pleasures uh, episode. And those are all really great, because... Japanese curveballs are just so fucking weird and you can't top them. But yeah, in the West, this is all we get. We get that bullshit, esoteric, artsy-fartsy, like, hope ending where somebody, like, pulls off their face mask in unbreathable, oxi- uh, unbreathable atmosphere and then somehow they manage to survive and there's a hopeful message about a child. So, they, they have... Oh my god. She like forces herself on him. What? And he, this is like after he's 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 talked about like
1: his uh, his wife. Uh, Wait, dying the child or the other the other cast member? What? The the child at the end or the other cast member? Uh, so no no there's there's only two actors in this movie.
0: Um, but you said there was a baby.
1: Was, well, yeah, there's sure. a there's a child just, at the very end. I was just, but, so I was there's just the fe- sure. the main female confused. character,
0: and then there's the guy who's played by the guy who plays Falcon in the the MCU. And so gotcha. he his backstory is uh, the people he was he was with, including his wife, starved to death because there's not enough supplies left on Earth, and so he's trying to leave. And she she's like. 18 may like 19 maybe 20 and he's i I don't know how old uh, that actor is but you know he's that age and then she basically like forces herself on him and he's like no i can't do this my wife like my wife just died like the other week and she's just like we have to and i'm like wait what And so there's no... um, There's no implication that they had sex. It's just she kisses him. And he just kind of stands there and takes it. And he's like, no, this isn't going to happen. And then, like, how they shot it was... Okay, they didn't have sex. But at the end, there's a shadowy child that shows up. So it's like, wait a minute. They did have sex. Why did you frame it like they didn't?
1: Well, because it, it was... You see... There was no love. It was just a machination of, of reproduction. It, it's all we have. It's all we can fucking do. It was it, so it's... bad. It I... was so fucking bad. I... Like I said,
0: everything was really well shot. The actors are good. I, I don't remember what I've seen the girl in before, but she was good. And uh, I don't like this guy in Altered Carbon because I liked the original actor so much better. But he is a good actor. Um, the writing is just garbage. Like, Netflix has this huge budget, but for whatever reason, they don't have a writing budget. They just get these big names, and they just put, like, the interns
1: on the fucking scripts. I mean, writing is, is almost unanimously seen as replaceable in every... This every is true, mystery. and
0: it's unfortunate
1: because this um, is the career I want to go into. Yeah, I
0: know, buddy. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's why I want to be a novelist, not a fucking screenwriter. Yeah, no,
1: it's really, like, unless you get into comic books, I guess. Like, it's really hard to just get all porny with it. Yeah. Although, I guess Fifty Shades of Grey exists. Anyway. Uh, then, um, I mean,
0: you know the backstory of that, right?
1: <laughs> that sounds like a deep dive... Oh, um,
0: it was a, uh, Twilight fanfic, originally. That sounds right. No, I, I, I'm not saying, like, that's as a joke. No, it originally I, I, was. No, no, It was I, a I, Twilight fanfiction that she wrote, and then she edited to be her own.
1: I believe you. Um, I, man, that, so, as someone who actively gets commission for fanfiction on the internet as a joke, <laughs> um... I I, I I I am contracted to fucking write a Francis York Morgan in the world of persona fan fiction thanks elder oh um, that i I want to read that so i I I, ch- I don't I mean that's fine what uh, she, which
0: game the, is he gonna be in I don't know yet <laughs> <laughs> I feel like um, he would um he would well he would fit in four or five
1: because there's a lot
0: he, of detective stuff in
1: five and then there's also like the murder mystery of four. Yeah, I mean, 4 has a literal detective character, yeah. um, Naoto, so I don't know yet, I, mean, I might just do 3 because everyone in 3 hates each other, <laughs> and um, it would be, I don't know, I haven't thought about it that hard, um, I- I've honestly just been googling weird movies so I can have dialogue about because everything York does ties into a movie, so we'll just get into that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want to you do some news? Really? Yeah, some let's jump into yeah. Um so man there's not a whole lot happening from what I could tell at least in the realm of games. Um I'll start uh Paper Mario, The Origami King is out. Oh yeah, I heard about that. I uh I want to play it at some point, but it like there was a time when both uh M- Mario RPG series were like fucking crushing it. Like Mario and Luigi had some awesome shit going on, like Bowser's inside story. It was one of my favorite RPGs ever. Um the original Paper Mario was a fucking revelation and still looks and plays just as well as it did back then. Mm-hmm. Uh Thousand Year Door is great, Super Paper Mario is great. Um I have not played Origami King myself, um, yet. I want to get to it, but, like, there was a story that came out where they said, like, yeah, we're not really allowed to, like, do anything interesting with the existing Mario characters anymore, which I go back and forth on, like, like, they they still let them write a weird outside universe character, like, Origami is a really weird, cool route for Mm -hmm. Paper Mario, and... It fits with the theme, certainly. And the first trailer uh, of, like, the the music in the background in the middle of, of Peach's Castle being weirdly, like, quiet, but, like, have, like, a, a, a slight rumble in the background, like, something ominous is happening. And out comes, like, an origami fucking Princess Peach. And she goes, like, will you allow yourself to be creased and reborn? And, and it, it, it was oh. weirdly eerie in a way mm-hmm. that, like, I was super into um, and I want to see the story beats in that game because I, I, I hope that that keeps up. But um, the the gameplay just seems like it might as well not even fucking be there. And I I don't know that I have it in me to engage with boring gameplay for like thirty hours mm-hmm. anymore. Having I, I did literally just stream deadly premonition. But, <laughs> yeah, that um, was
0: that, That's always sort of been my problem with the the. Mario RPG games is like if I'm gonna play like a 60 hour turn based RPG, I kind of want a series, serious story, yeah, with like serious combat that has like meaning,
1: mm hmm, yeah. Like some of the like uh, again, like Bowser's Inside story had, and some of the other Mario and Luigi games at least have active parts to the combat, like. When you are doing the stomp attack, like, when you are Mario and you're jumping on top of the enemy, like, ten times in a row, you gotta press A every time Mario's about to jump on him to keep your combo going and stuff. Like, it's at least kind of engaging, and, um, like, the writing in those games used to be pretty good, but... I don't know. It... It was a bummer for me to have a Paper Mario game get announced as an afterthought three months before it came out, (laughs) and then to have it drop in the middle of the summer, and like to no fanfare yeah
0: i um so one of my one of my friends is playing it and he's for lack of a better term a normie uh <laughs> not not what? to use that term unironically but um so what does what that what does that mean what, uh, what do like mean like that? he plays halo in call of duty and rocket league gotcha okay so so very mainstream yeah that's a better way of looking at <laughs> it okay um uh good uh, good dude i don't mean to make fun of him but uh it, it, no, it was funny him hearing him be like yo i uh i picked up the new mario game and i'm like what <laughs> what new, <laughs> new mario game? oh you fucked and up he was like yeah the new up mario, so bad. there's a new mario rpg game first off i that that's how i heard about it was yeah. my you know mainstream video game friend telling me about it and then it was funny hearing him talk about it where he was like yeah no it's it's really fun so far i'm not like super into the like the gameplay of it but like i really like you know the story and like the the characters and the world and stuff and i'm like oh this is your first introduction to a turn-based rpg bless your heart (laughs) Uh uh-huh you're playing a turn-based rpg bless your heart dude you're going from Rocket League of League of Legends to fucking Final Fantasy. <laughs> this is the this is the introduction. Maybe this, maybe this is how we get the mainstream audience to play fucking Persona and Final Fantasy and Legend
1: of Dragoon. I don't. I think or I think that time has passed. <laughs> I don't know if it was gonna happen or what happened yeah. when Final Fantasy seven, VII, eight, and nine came out and. Or maybe in the seven remake, and I don't know how well the seven remake actually did. But.
0: Uh, I I can only imagine it did well. I we talked about, I know we talked about this last time. Neither of us. Oh no, you haven't played it yet. I haven't played it yet. I didn't But I didn't like fifteen. Combat. So,
1: um, it, it seemed a little a little closer to my speed than fifteen was. Just watching strife play because I watched strife play mm-hmm. it, or buddy strife for like probably fifteen hours. But um, yeah, I, I don't know, I. We'll see. I, I'm excited to see where the story goes. I guess I, the other one piece of news that I had on here was that apparently development on part two has begun in earnest. Oh, that was which... that was the one piece of news that I had written down.
0: <laughs> I, I remember seeing them talking about how they were they were starting development from home. Yeah. Um. So that's cool that everyone's doing. That everyone has figured out how to adapt to this crazy new world that we live
1: in. And, and you know, like how how many opportunities would there be for people to live in more than four places if if we figure, like 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 obviously a lot of jobs you can't fucking do without being there like yeah. you, you can't but a lot of jobs you can do without being there and we just kind of haven't until now yeah that's sort of the the interesting argument that people have brought
0: up during all this covid crap is there might be a lot of people who are gonna start wanting to work from home because they realize that they can do their job from home yeah um, like I, I, I just went to the dentist today that's like the you know example of something that you can't do like I, I had to go I had to go to the dentist which side note something I'm really proud of apparently I have the bone density of a 12 year old. That sounds good. It might, yeah, which is, I it, it now, could now go you're either way, right? The... But no, I asked him. I'm like, wait, is that a good thing? He's like, oh yeah, no, that's a very good thing. Normally, by the time somebody's your age, you start seeing deformation in the uh, the de- like the outside enamel and like the bone density like of your yeah. teeth, and they, they start shrinking, and then you have like gaps in your gum. And he's like, no, no, this is very good. And I'm like, yay! Shout out to Brian's dental health. Apparently, well, other other than my gums, my gums always bleed and are terrible, but. My, my actual teeth are very good, so.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, the, the, honestly, like, dental work is one of those pitfalls that it seems like almost everyone falls into it, and I haven't yet, and I'm terrified. Um, because it's it just. It's not like when a tooth, like, like cracks in half, you can just fucking ignore it. Like,. It, yeah. <laughs> um, it, it, I, I'm super excited to go down that road. Um, yeah, that, um,
0: s- God, that's, like, one of my. Phobias. So you, do you remember the movie Inception? I was, yeah, I watched. I watched. Do you it. remember how they have like the the totems to tell them if they're in a dream or not? Oh God, yes. Uh, my teeth falling
1: out is my totem. <laughs> This I, 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 I am blessed to not be cursed by this teeth falling out nightmare because oh, I, I, I literally cannot relate to it yet
0: I, I, I've had that dream so many times that that has become my totem that anytime that happens I'll... you know when you were a kid and you could like flick your tongue around your mouth and you could be like oh yeah this tooth is loose Yep. I do that in a dream and then like my tooth will just like flick out and I'll be like oh I'm dreaming and then I'll wake up like 30 seconds later mhm so yeah, that's my totem. <laughs> Dope. So now somebody somebody's gonna take that and they're gonna um, they're gonna inception me now. Cause now they know what my totem is. Well,
1: I, I, you shouldn't have did that. Yeah, I guess. I, I guess I
0: shouldn't. Some some uh, Japanese
1: billionaire is gonna implant something in my brain. So, I I only have one more piece of, like, actual video game news, Mm -hmm. but I want to save it for the end, because it's something that is very near and dear to me. Okay. Uh, Um, Well,
0: I'll I'll bring up uh, Ghost of Tsushima, which I I have not played, but uh, I have been watching a lot of, because the guy that I watch every single day has been streaming it, and it looks really good. It looks really solid. It's been getting uh, very good reviews. So, what... When I look on Metacritic and I see something has like a 95 plus, I sort of ignore it because those are probably paid for, uh, uh, reviews. But when something gets like an 80 to a 90, that's when I'm like, oh, that's actually legitimately a good game to earn that score. Uh, cause 90 plus is in the realm of, okay, did the developer, especially if it's a triple uh, title, uh, did a developer pay for these reviews or do the, the inherent uh, in, in, um, in inferenced pay, where it's if you give us a bad review, we're never giving you advanced copies again. Um, but this is a this is a sucker punch. The people that did um, Sly Cooper and something else that was really popular. Infamous. Infamous. That's right. Infamous and Sly Cooper. Uh, so they're not like a giant studio. They're f- fairly fairly well known and big, but they haven't done really anything in recent years. So you know they didn't like shovel out millions of dollars and like do insider training on reviews and getting an 83 on Metacritic I mean, on so your
1: merits alone is very good it is very good like, like do you have a case where you know that that's happened with this like like buying of reviews so it's it, it, it it's not like because there's no evidence of it obviously
0: right And it's not like physical I don't believe there's physical money moving around um, but it's inferred that giving good reviews uh, will more likely get you advanced copies from that producer and developer later on.
1: Because if, I mean, if you give it's... a
0: shitty review, when somebody's putting out their games, you can potentially say, just like, oh, this person gave us a really shitty review on our last game. We're not going to send one to them.
1: I mean, there's definitely like, like, definitely, I mean, publishers probably don't want or need to send advanced copies to people who don't like their games, but, like, when you're at, like, a 96, like, when you're that close to the top of the scale, only a handful of things in even the 80s are gonna bring it down. Like, I remember near Automata, when it first came out, was at, like, a 93, and then the folks that weren't <laughs> like me, like, stroking themselves over how fucking right. amazing Okotaro is, came out and gave it, like, 80s and stuff, and it dropped to, like, an 89. Like, we... Side tangent: We need to get back to the world where an eighty is a good is a good score. I mean, a- anything above like I think video game reviews are because st- in like the nineties and, and like the early two thousands, there was this really crazy like like they were like full review systems that were like like designed to be like perfectly granular objective measurements. Yeah, of, I guess that's the ranking other ranking every single video is, game that's ever been made. The the and one that's to 10 so score not, is so not it's so not useful. Like like and it always gets roped to the head of like cause when like most people who have gone through school like it anything from a 7 to a 10 is acceptable if you fall like a 6 you're failing. Everything else basically doesn't happen. Like Yeah like every review scores between a 6 and a 10 and 6 to 7 is trash 7 to 8 is okay if you like if you like the genre 8 to 9 is kind of like you said like probably like really solid effort and then 9 to 10 is like the realm of like prestige games and nintendo and yeah like i i don't know like video game reviews i think and it's kind of where folks are going it's like there, there was this weird urge to be perfectly objective, not tell what your opinion of other games were, just trying to rank every game that's ever been made. And now it's just like, I want to find the voices that are similar to my tastes, and I trust them. I want to know if I like the fucking game or not. And, like, most of, like, influencer stuff is kind of going that way. Like, I... Yeah. I, I don't look... Sure. Metacritic is a good screening tool. It's not... Mm-hmm. Like, I... <laughs> when a game that I love comes out, I will look at the Metacritic and be like, okay, like, I know, for me, Xenoblade Chronicles Metacritic did a 93, so I know games I like can do this, but, like, they're not gonna do it. They're gonna fuck up the game and and, and then they give a fucking Persona yeah. 5 a 93, which, <laughs> like, I, I don't know that Sega's going around going like, I'm not gonna give you fucking Sonic the Hedgehog yeah, I don't know. That, if you that don't is give Persona 5.
0: Obviously, I don't think it happens all the time, but with it probably happens with larger studios. If you're if you're a game reviewer and you're getting a sent an advanced copy, there's sort of a there's probably a little bird in the back of your mind being like, hey, you need to be a little bit nicer because they went out of their way to send you a copy. You don't want to put anyone off, so like maybe you're a little nicer on the review than you would be. Um, it, it really depends on person person. Obviously, I'm generalizing a lot, but. Yeah. Um, yeah,
1: and I just, like, for it to be that close to the top of the scale, it's just, to me, it just seems really yeah. hard. I kind to... of,
0: everything that's, like, an 80 plus is sort of a wash to me. Like, I, I, 83 is a fantastic score, in my opinion. Yeah, for sure.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, near automata, Metacritic's around an 85, and it, it t- like, to me, it blows everything out of the fucking water. Yeah, like, that, Metacritic that was fantastic. Is, is like, it, it, it's it, and i don't even think they like like they go for this as like an objective tool anymore it's just a, a way for you to look at it and go like it's something horribly wrong it, like deadly premonition to Metacritic to a 55. like something is wrong here yeah uh um, something but that's probably a good in my in my scale at least that's probably a good spot for deadly,
0: deadly premonition because it's like it's a game it has all of the aspects <laughs> of the game. It's just la- like it it is it has met the average so is, I mean, Deadly, at fifty percent. So
1: the the first game was at sixty seven, which to me like that is almost exactly where like average lived at least back in like the two thousands. Because yeah. like seven felt like average. It was like if you were a seven, you are like pulling your weight. You're you're it, right where the rest of the industry. is. It's an enjoyable
0: is. game, but it hasn't like gotten and, above the like anything else in the industry.
1: Yeah, so sort and, of average. And like and like Deadly Premonition one was right below that, which I mean, fair. Like I can. I was there for the nonsense. If you're not there for the nonsense, that game is just bad. So you give it a bad score. That's fine. Deadly Premonition Two is that, but worse, and the frame rate. Like, yeah. <laughs> um. So it deserves what it got. Um. Like I remember there was that story a long time ago with like New Vegas where like Obsidian or somebody didn't get a bonus because they metacritic a to an eighty four instead of an eighty five. Oh god. Which yeah. is like like that was I when I started it. getting really weird about like like game reviews in general, because like I started thinking like, okay, you got a five star scale. Like, I would probably give a game like New Vegas four stars because it's glitchy and fucky, but it's got all the shit I need. It's got yeah, a fantastic it's got a great story uh, and uh, all this other stuff. Four out of five is fantastic. But at this yeah, but at the same time it's like at the bottom half of the actual scale that we use for video games and a four out of five actively hurts the chances of them getting a bonus And, like, it's not the reviewer's fault that they fucking tinge their livelihoods, like like the company Mm -hmm. tinged their livelihoods on an arbitrary fucking number that doesn't even compute with that scale, but, like, it just made me feel like I... I mean, reviews maybe shouldn't even have numbers. Just fucking tell me...
0: Yeah, I, I definitely appreciate reviews that either don't use numbers or they have, like, multiple categories... Because you can have a game that's like, man, I fucking hated this story. Like, I thought this story was garbage, but goddamn, the game was so much fun. And, like, how do you, like, how do you, you know, show that with on a, on a number scale without it affecting yeah. other things, you know? like
1: and, and, like, how do you, like, every game of the year back in the day it was like, okay, this is best graphics technical versus best graphics artistic. Yeah, and then, especially nowadays, like being
0: like oh this game is is gorgeous looking it has such great graphics like everything kind of has that nowadays
1: yeah like yeah that those those tires are very round it looks like a car i don't care it's not
0: pixelated it's Um, not i would rather look at
1: undertale which looks like ass (laughs) but uh, um but it has a vision like there's a car in that game but it's a guy it's two guys (laughs) and and they're dating and you just think real hard about the exhaust, like, like fucking, <laughs> like this art made me feel way more than your dumb Wait, fucking what, uh, wheel with eight billion pixels. This? Undertale. Oh. Uh.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that's that's harping back to like, uh, like old, old NES and SNES uh, style. I guess it, it I guess would have f- been NES and like. Uh, um, I mean, it was explicitly like, that console, but, uh, the, the Atari and shit.
1: Well, so, I mean, Undertale is very directly cribbed from Earthbound, yeah, yeah. which was a Super Nintendo game. But anyway, um, so, uh, but yeah, Ghost of Tsushima. Ghost um, of Tsushima, yeah, what the fuck, uh, uh, Samurai Grand uh, It, it um, looks
0: like, um, like Witcher's Assassin's Creed, I, I think I mentioned this last time, I would be more into it if I was more into the sort of Japanese mythos and the sort of samurai genre yeah but i am enjoying watching it and i'm happy that the game did really well this feels like a good send-off for the ps4 because mm-hmm. uh, i believe yeah it's an exclusive i'm pretty sure yeah it is Sucker Punch so is i guess the only other thing that's going to come out for the whatever. ps4 is going to be like cyberpunk which isn't an exclusive and then it's going to be transferred to new next gen so i think uh, i think this is a good send-off for
1: uh the ps4 Man, we're only four months away from the PS Five. That feels like Oh, that comes incorrect. out this year. I thought it was like next year. I'm pretty sure it comes out. Oh yeah, out this it's year. holiday. Fuck. Yeah. Damn, dude. Um, I, I, I mean, I'm excited for Silent Hill Five. Uh, uh, um, I guess this is
0: it's not really news, but it is a point of discussion. So, like, people have been bringing up that Sucker uh, Punch is a Western studio, and they're making a very
1: Eastern. Mm-hmm. so the the idea of raise has come up um, I, I I personally would just need to know more about like who did they talk to did they bring uh, right. I, in I, who was who I consulted can only I don't assume know they did their research
0: because everyone everyone's been saying like how accurate it is and uh, obviously mm-hmm. they take liberties occasionally which is going to happen um, also, because yeah. there's there's going to be points in history that pop up like, hey, we don't know what happened during this time, stuff is lost, so then they can kind of conjecture what happens. Um, but I think the the that is sort of like a vocal minority that has been talking up about it. I just like the um, uh, the con- the juxtaposition of Sucker Punch making a samurai game, and then you have uh atlas and uh from software make a very like medieval eastern like uh knights and castles sort of in- inspired game in dark souls
1: mm-hmm.
0: i don't know I-, I i think it's fine when you have as long as you do your research like ubisoft is a, a french company but they do assassin's creed on all different types of mythos and and cultures, yeah and-, so.
1: and and they bring in like actual historians and yeah stuff. exactly like, like, I, and I, I don't think, think they have out of
0: entire like platoons of photographers that go out to like uh different areas that they're basing their games off of and take pictures for like the the people who design the architecture in game to to use as reference so again as long yeah. as you do your research and you do it yeah, appropriately I, I have you put i have no
1: idea i have no idea if they did like i, I literally do not know i, this is, I can only this is the assume first I've heard they this, did honestly um Maybe I I, yeah, I I could I, I, I hope I hope so I, I don't I don't yeah I hope so I, I don't know um I don't want to I, I huh, man this uh there's a lot of good work that's been happening in the games business that, that has to happen but it, it's still very it's it's a painful process um like, like we don't we're not gonna dive into Ubisoft but yo Ubisoft what the fuck oh yeah I forgot about that um I I just. I don't know. Like well, I, I, this space needs to become more inclusive, and and it's gonna be painful. I, I, I do not know if Sucker Punch is in here. I, I straight up don't know. But, um, yeah, I I, I, I assume it
0: it it feels like a game that they made out of love. So I can only assume they did their research. Yeah, like it doesn't it doesn't feel like a game where they were just like, yeah, I like samurais. I used to watch you know old samurai movies, and then they just sort of went with like went from there like um well as i was as i was watching the twitch streamer that i watched, he was talking about uh because he knew like a little bit of some of the history with like the mongol invasion um and he was talking about like the first and second invasion and stuff like that so like it, it it's i think i think they did obviously i don't know for sure like how much effort and like research they put into it but they had to have because otherwise it would have it would have just felt Wonky if it was just somebody making it up as they go, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, I don't know why I, I pulled these two items onto news. Um, but when Peacock came out, I don't know. I like saying Peacock. I always have. Um, peacock is NBC's streaming service. I don't even know why the fuck I brought it oh, up. Oh, I was like, um, what? I... Peacock. Yeah. I don't know. Do you get it? Uh, P. Pe- peacock yeah i got it peacock he um, is
0: stored in the balls <laughs> that's what i
1: thought for a while and then i lost <laughs> I don't know one why. That, that's that's a meme apparently i don't know why but it is yeah and as someone who has lost a ball at one point in their life i was very scared um anyway all right uh and then i uh, twitter got extremely hacked oh what? yes like, i do remember like that. twitter got fucking
0: destroyed um it was by one of the ex like server
1: devs I think right the, the, like it, it came out that yeah it seemed like it was some kind of internal jo- or like inside job or something um, like some government folks and Joe Biden and Elon Musk and a bunch of other very public people um, just put up straight up bit scam links yeah. or bitcoin scam links um, and like all the verified accounts were like deactivated for a while yeah, they um, they
0: deactivated every single ver. If you had a blue check mark, your account
1: was deactivated for like yeah a couple hours. And, and like like there is the there is a Twitter account that I did not know about until this happened, and thank goodness that it wasn't verified. Um, but this is a Twitter account that's just every word in the English language, and like the, the the verified accounts could not post, but they could retweet. So like people were like retweeting selectively like Morse code individual words from this dictionary account <laughs> um and like <laughs> it, it was it was a weird time wow. like people were re- retweeting random shit from the past that was like vaguely it like kind of relevant to what was happening now uh-huh. just to uh, try to like blink if you're in danger kind of situation yeah, yeah um, it was i remember hearing about it there's a wild time yeah <laughs> i it's, so, like, I, I follow a few senators on Twitter, and a few uh-huh. of them are like, hey, I mean, they need space to do this, but also, I'm the head of a committee, and if my account was hacked, and then I said, we're gonna, like, bomb Iran or something, that would go really bad, yeah. so <laughs> should probably get this shit in order. Yeah, um, I, I
0: remember seeing some people joking about that, and I was like, oh, man, like, they were like, yeah, uh, you should tweet out, I think it was, you should tweet out from Trump's Twitter um something about the nukes being on the way to china and i was like huh that's really funny and then like that immediate click of like that could fucking start world war three dude
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> just smashed like, like, before, my head. It, like before where we are now probably wouldn't matter but we have had shit like all trans people being banned from the military happened via tweet like it is how er- it has already happened so if a hacker got in there. It could go really fucking bad. Yeah, we definitely live in a real, weird
0: world now, where we, our presidents and our uh, senators and very, very powerful people are on Twitter. And... They're
1: they're on the same cycle everyone else is of trying to keep you going every ten seconds. yes yeah. it's, it's wonderful, and I love it. Um, <laughs> I'm so excited. I mean, like Twitter has kind of sort of tried to address it. Like they they're not taking. I mean, not the hacking. I, I, I hope they fucking deal with that. But, like, Twitter doesn't take money for political ads mm-hmm. anymore, or they won't in a couple of months. Something like that. Which is good. Yeah, I think in a perfect world, I, I would still love for, like, like folks running for, like, local house seats and stuff to be able to get out that way. But there's just so much fucking danger in, yeah. in letting money into that space. And I'm just staring at Facebook vaguely right now. Um, fucking... Jesus Christ.
0: I'm like, I'm almost out of Facebook. I haven't checked my Facebook in forever, and I'm, like, almost at the point where I'm just gonna delete it.
1: Yeah, I, I now that they gave you the option to download all your shit, although I don't know what the fuck I would even want with it. Same. Like, I, I'm pretty much only using it because it's a better messenger than Discord, and I talk to some people on mm-hmm. it. Like, like, Discord randomly goes down every couple of days. It kinda and, does. Like, I don't know how the fuck that, that can still have, like, just put words into the internet. How fucking hard is this? It has to be hard because every one of these fucking fails. Servers like, are difficult. Skype was horseshit for like a decade and then Discord came. Like, and then there was Curse that became Discord or something? I don't
0: know. Uh, no, whatever. Curse became Twitch. I believe you. Uh, How? Cause cause the, wait, Twitch has a desktop far app, far? if you didn't know.
1: Oh, yeah. I-, I think I had to get one of my Twitch Gifts... Yeah, uh, like that—that uh, that was the curse that or something.
0: Um, app it was originally curse, and then Twitch bought them, and then they just used that. Uh, but I believe bummer. they took out the 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 um, VoIP aspect.
1: Yeah, I don't I don't know why it's so hard. I, yeah, I don't I, understand. I don't know. I, why I'm sure. VoIP I'm sure, so I'm sure there's that. a reason. I, I'm I'm saying that as a person who. Uh, My father was a programmer, and we did not get along, so I am explicitly not a programmer. Um, Which I probably should have been, because, man, biology sucks. Mm -hmm. But, um, anyway. uh, Yeah, fuck you, Twitter. You can join me in being a writer. Do you want to be a writer with me? I just told you about my York fan fiction. (laughs) You son of a bitch. I, I think... I mean,
0: I don't know enough about his character to find a good spot for him, but him running around with a bunch of kids that want to change the mean adults.
1: Man. I don't know. I, I'm I'm excited to, to figure out how to make that work. So um, I have one more piece of news sure. that I, I want to talk about last. Do you have anything else you want to talk about? Before we uh, no, get to I that? think
0: that's everything from my end.
1: Cool. So in like 2003 or so, there was a game that came out it was it was funny we were talking about them because atlas put this out Mm -hmm. um so they put out a game that when it when it first came out i was going to buy it but my parents i don't remember which one i'm assuming it was my mom uh looked at the reviews and there was a review that said it is the grand theft auto of japanese rpgs and which one that is nonsense that means fucking nothing yeah um but two, like, we saw that, and GTA was a game that was banned in my house because it was a murder simulator. It was also banned in mine. Um, so, like, I, I was not allowed to play that or this game. And eventually I was able allowed to play Persona 3, which is in the same series as this game. But it's a game called Shin Megami Tensei 3 Nocturne. Um, so, Shin Megami Tensei is kind of the parent series to Persona. Hmm. Um, it like it, it it has it's been going on for like it, it's it it's older than it might be older than Final Fantasy if it's if not it's like it's contemporary the first Mega Ten came out in like the nineteen eighties. Um, Shin Megami Tensei one and two are very old games. Um, Shin Megami Tensei three came out like 10, 20 or fifteen years after the previous one, and it's this it's very bare bones. It's a very like kind of story light RPG. Um, but it's gorgeous. Like it's got this amazing cell shading that to me makes it look timeless. Um, the game, you start out, you're just a kid in Japan, 20 minutes later, the world ends and you are half human, half fiend and you're in the apocalypse and like the forces of law and chaos are vying to figure out who's going to rebuild the world and you you through your decisions decide which side wins and the plays are actually really fucking hard like it, it's kind of like Persona in that you have like your elemental types and you need to li- like play around with oh, affinities yeah, and a, stuff like that um, here's a picture and they're fighting Jack Frost but uh unlike Persona you can't just level up and, and power over everything you have to engage with the strategy or you will die hmm. Um, like there's a boss fight, the Matador that's like there is a way to kind of cheese the game and beat almost every boss you just have to know to use the um, the ability that lowers the, the other side's accuracy but if you don't know how to do that you have to like take on every boss fight and, and like configure your demons and the main character's own skill set to deal with the like the boss's skills and Matador will just fucking stop you if you don't do that Um, and he's, like, two hours into the game. Like, it's... It's a really savage game that's really in your face, but super rewarding and interesting and mysterious. And, um... It has an ending in it. That's only in, like, the second edition that came out later. Um... But it has an ending where... You take all of the demons and, um... Like you kill Satan and and become like Lord of the Demons, and then go marching onto Heaven, and it's it's the true demon ending. It's like the coolest I've ever felt finishing a JRPG ever. It's fucking awesome, and that game that ending never gets followed up on. Um, so, like I I don't think this is actually happening, but um, to me the true demon ending might have a continuation in the game that was finally fucking mentioned again after it was announced three years ago uh, Nintendo showed footage of Shin Megami Tensei 5 this week um, which was announced for the Switch like three fucking years ago and just never came up again um, and like in this so in, in Nocturne you wake up and the world ends and demons take over and like you're half demon it kind of looks like you're gonna come in and be half angel and you're gonna be on the side of like god of Yahweh and and in Shimigami Tensei that's really bad for you like Yahweh's a bad dude Mm -hmm. um so uh there's that and then also Shimigami Tensei Nocturne is getting an HD re-release on the Switch which I never thought that shit would happen (laughs) um like I'm a little weirded out because they're adding voice acting. And mm-hmm. part of the reason why that game felt so mysterious and weird was the cutscene direction is so odd and mesmerizing, but there's also no one talking at you. Hmm. Um, it uh, It's a game that I've really wanted to play and like, stream for a long time, but it's also a JRPG and it takes a billion fucking hours, so it's hard to keep efficiency going. Um but, uh, Tensei 4 did happen, but it's, it's a 3DS game that looks like a Super Nintendo game, and it was not for me. Um, so I hope... The, the closer they get to Nocturne, the more I'm gonna love 5, and I... It, it was, like, so Nintendo announced, like, a mini-direct. It was like, hey, we're we gonna do a mini-direct with some third-party partners, fucking whatever. And they showed, like, Rogue Shooter or whatever, the, a battle royale thing or something from some third party I'd never heard of. of and then they just, like, hey, Alice is here with Shin Megami Tensei 5, fuck you. It's like, oh. Oh, oh okay, oh. shit. Um, and, like, it boots up and Satan is gonna, like, stab you. Like, actual Shin Megami Tensei Satan is, like, in front of the main character <laughs> and he's, like, gonna stab him. And then a light comes from the heavens and, like, the avatar of God shows up and it's like, alright, no, you're on my team now. And... And then they also announced that it's going to be a simultaneous release worldwide. Oh, cool. Which not even fucking Persona got that. Like, yeah, Persona 5, both releases, came out like eight months later in the U.S. So, or in North America. So, I don't know. I'm really excited um, to play it for like five hours and then just fall off. Yeah, because, forget about it. Yeah, I, You and me
0: both seem to have the
1: same... Uh...
0: Habit with video games where we play it for a few hours and we're just like something in our brain just says we're done.
1: Yep, I I I have shit to do. I have other shit to do. I I'm an adult. I I need to. I don't even have important shit to do. Yeah, I'm barely an adult. I
0: I have no responsibilities, especially now.
1: Like 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 by that, it's just like my like literally like a physical mature adult. That's like if I do the same thing more than five hours, something's gonna break. I don't know what. Uh, maybe but it's just, just...
0: Yeah, it's that, like, habit of, like... I There should be something better that I should be doing. I need to go do that. And then you yeah. get up and you don't do anything.
1: Yeah, but but even then, at least you tried. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I guess so, yeah. But, yeah, no. So, uh, if Chris were here, he would, he would know more. He'd probably have um, some philosophical insight. Like, Shin Megami Tensei is, like, the one... The one series that's... Or the one JRPG series that, like... It, it's never... Super character heavy, but there are kind of heavy like law versus order mm-hmm. themes to, or, or well, uh, law Satan, versus chaos themes. it's Satan themes. and God. So, um, but, well, it's Satan and God, but also you can just go a third route and just say fuck both of you, mm-hmm. and that's cool. Um, it's, I don't know. I hope, I hope, I hope it's good because um, some other shit that Alice has been doing lately it's like, what, what are you doing? <laughs> what, what, what? <sighs> That that third edition of Catherine really bummed me out. Oh
0: my uh, god. Yeah, I saw that. And I was like, <laughs> "What?" Like the, everyone was like, "Dude, we got fucking Persona 4 PC. Like maybe they're going to say they're working on Persona 5 PC, like this is great." And they're like, "Hey, uh, we're bringing Catherine to the Switch." And everyone's like,
1: "Okay. What else you got?" And they're I like, re- "See you next year." I really liked Catherine when it came out, but ugh. Is anyway- there it's just that one, like, puzzle system, right? That's all it is? Like, the gameplay of Catherine? Yeah. So, there's that, and then there's the virtual... There is, like, a visual novel thing. Right, where well, yeah, are... there's the
0: visual novel, like, story of the dude and the choices that you make with, like, his, yeah. his girlfriend and ex and, like, the new girl. and the- But, mm-hmm. like, the gameplay
1: is just that sort of, like, climbing box puzzle? Yeah. Okay. No, that's it. Um... Yeah, no, there's just there's a third Catherine and it goes bad. Um, well, we could talk about that later. Um, I don't know. I I really like Catherine when it came out. It, it was like the gameplay was whatever, but that mm-hmm. story fucking went places. Like, apparently, if you if you're in a love triangle, a perfectly valid option is just to either fly into space <laughs> or enslave one of your girlfriends demon father um all right, we've all and, been there yeah and also there are very few games that actually try to have a real conversation about like difficult relationship decisions and yeah catherine really tried to do that and i really i like it didn't land all the time but at least it, like they made an earnest attempt at it mm-hmm. when they first made that game and i really appreciated it but, yeah that's cool i don't know um okay so if uh if that's it for news and stuff, yeah. um, so you and I are going to take a break, and then we'll we'll do a deep dive. Uh, that's not going to go up with this one. We're kind of storing them for a bit, but we'll, give them a taste of of what we're going to be talking about.
0: Well, we were talking a lot about Atlas, um, and I've talked about D- uh, Dark Souls earlier, so I'm going to be talking a bit about Demon Souls because we're getting a HD remaster uh, re release of the game because man i remember i remember when like god even just like recently like people had no idea that there was a predecessor to dark souls yeah uh, and then most of the people that i talk to just don't give a fuck for some reason like they're like yeah i really like dark souls and i'm like oh have you ever played demon souls and they're like yeah fuck that game I'm like yeah, you've never played it though why? What? what? It, it's really good. You should play it. Like it's the predecessor to Dark Souls. It is what spawned this whole series. It spawned basically a genre of game. Like I don't,
1: I'm pretty sure Kingsfield
0: is the predecessor to <laughs> Dark Souls. Uh, fair enough. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, we we basically have we literally compare games to it. We're like, it's the Dark Souls of first person shooters. Like
1: yeah.
0: Uh, but yeah, we're gonna be talking about that.
1: Yeah, no, I'm excited because I I, I I have seen very little about that thing. Um, like I I, um, I vaguely know there was something called tendency that made people either very angry or <laughs> very very happy.
0: Yeah. Um. Uh, just a uh, just a fair warning. It's because you went into like when you did your deep dives, you kind of went like hard on like the uh, the sort of like physical aspect of it. So I I have a good amount of notes on like like the the stuff leading up to it, but mostly what I'm going to be talking about is sort of like. My perspective on it like why i enjoyed it and like what i think they took from this uh the game and like what was kind of left
1: behind that i miss i mean i think that's a feature not a bug yeah I think. yeah like, like this is our like that's how i dive it's gonna in be in a, a more like esoteric
0: know... look back at demon souls as opposed to like this is when it was released and this you know
1: <laughs> yeah like there was a guy who was in a Muffin shop, and he and he saw a muffin fall apart, and he was like, "I, I, wow, that fell apart in a way that I could understand and and and, and like predict." And w- what if what if muffins were enemies, and they always broke down that way, and you had to navigate around the muffins? Oh, oh, I'm oh. a genius. Okay, Yoko Taro you can you can stop. I'm a genius. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, Demon Souls. At some point, look forward to it. Yeah, yeah. Don't touch your faces. Wash your hands. Uh, no. Tell me what to do. It's a
0: free country. (laughs) I don't have to wear a
1: mask. Wear your fucking mask. Uh, God damn it. Wear a mask. The name-pending podcast, and or ABCD podcast, and or whatever the hell we decided to call this, is brought to you by three nerds with nothing better to do on a Tuesday. You can find the other half of this episode wherever we uploaded this one. You can also find more of Brian at www.twitch.tv madlarkin6, that's M-A-D-L-A-R-K-I-N-6, and more of Davey at www.twitch.tv slash factory underscore Davey. Chris doesn't do any of this. Yet. Links to all of those in the description of this episode. Finally, credit for the song you're listening to, Name of BitQuest, goes to Incompetech and Kevin McLeod. licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. You can find this track and much more at incompetech.com, that's i-n-c-o-m-p-e-t-e-c-h.com, and a link to the reference license can be found in the description. Thanks for listening!